0: In the end, everyone submits to Book It. Damn. Welcome
1: to Book It. Your favorite wrestling podcast, if you have not noticed, I am not your commissioner, Hi-Fi Mike, but I am your guest commissioner, Lil X Fudge, and here are your general managers, Damone, D-Money Allen.
2: I don't press the buttons, but I'm forced to today.
0: Glizzy Pop. You got the Glizzy. Ah! Uh, prime time. <laughs> T. Damone over here trying to trying to get nominated for the Throat Goat Award this year. hmm
2: I'm trying to steal it from Kenny. <laughs>
3: Speaking of Kenny,
1: we got the bad guys spoken.
4: We got to do X-rated when
1: Demone looks that pop. Go ahead, go back, go back to him. Go back to him. Yeah, go back to Demone and everybody just moan at the same time. He's Demone now. Ew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ew, where'd he go? <laughs> you can catch him on OnlyFans. I got uh, the skills. If to pay that's the bills. your content, you got to plug. Hard at the end of this show. Yeah, um, D money shot to unplug. But speaking you of money shot,
4: get yeah, D money shot. I hate it. It's one only fan. Um, you can make so... anything disappear. <laughs> 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 what hole will it be? God damn it. 12,
0: 12.99. I tried to save y'all. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs>
4: You know, he can make you disappear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please God, <I> no. <laughs> uh, but anyways, speaking of sucking, uh, we have primetime wow. to <laughs> presenting his Booketverse. You better hope you beat me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, all jokes aside, we have been doing our Booketverse trilogy for quite some while. Quite some time, not quite some while. Uh, quite, quite some, some while. while now. Uh, <laughs> wow. John,
0: I got a couple characters on, in this show that are, are directed for you. They got, okay, they got a lot of yee, yee
1: roots. Oh, hell yeah. Um, if y'all if y'all haven't watched Book It before, I am from the South. Um, anyways. Tell them what the South's going to do. Uh, I'm not going to go there.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> y'all just playing My Rise on 2K. <laughs> 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 Let's just say it's playing My Rise mode. <laughs> for the uh, second time. For the second time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, if you haven't heard of Book It Verse Show before, you might go back to the first one a little over a year ago. You could do the second, the tag team one, or you could just start where this one began about December where we drafted our rosters and basically catch up with our whole universe that we build from scratch. We draft wrestlers. We draft stipulations, title belts, uh, pay-per-views, all of it. And we build these storylines from nothing. We're not rebooking. We're not uh, touching up stories that exist. These are all fresh from our genius minds, and also Travis's. So, (laughs) I'm not going to stand in your way much longer between you and some, some wrestling. So, Travis, take us on a trip to PTC Takeover... Seek and Destroy. Seek and Destroy. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, I ain't gonna remember this shit later either, so.
0: <laughs> so we get, uh, we start out with a um, video package that goes over all the the big feuds and whatnot. It's just like the intro of, of this show while uh, Ghost, or Scars by Ghost of August plays. That's the, the official theme song of TakeOver. He Take played over. that before the show. That should destroy. <laughs> <laughs> um The instrumental goes hard, though. <laughs> That's true. The
1: instrumental was good until
0: that uh, uh,
1: came in. <laughs>
4: so, like <All> Nickelback. Right.
0: <laughs> Let's start with the the first match. So, That's week cool. one of Live Wire after TakeOver, um, one shot at Glory. Uh, me and Gene is seen backstage with Tyler Breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Gene Oakland, and I am joined by the current Intercontinental Champion, Tyler Breeze and Kendall Jenner. Tyler, you were in a match against Dusty Rhodes, and some say you narrowly escaped defeat and that you're lucky to have that title date as it stands. What do you say about this? Tyler laughs. Well, Eugene, I think they don't know what they're talking about. Much like yourself, I'm one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. If the jealousy of these low-life scumbags is something you think I pay any mind to, you're dead wrong, Eugene, buddy. In fact, I'm so unbothered by them, I'm going to forget them altogether as I take this beautiful babe on vacation around the world in eight days. What do you say, Kendall? The two kiss while Mean Gene looks disgruntled in the scene switches. So, that week on Rebellion, Jay Briscoe faces Charlie Haas in a 27-minute match. Um, Jay Briscoe, that's good. going to be a good You're match. You're torturing anyway. your viewers, man. <laughs> Jay Briscoe uh, ends up winning with the J-Driller. Speaking um, of after that, look at
1: Demont with that pop. <laughs>
0: Jesus, I have to say Jay driller a lot in this build zone. (laughs) Uh, Next, we see see a vignette from Tyler Breeze. Uh, Tyler Breeze is shown on a speedboat with a half-naked Kendall Jenner. Uh, He's laughing, and he says, I know this boat is worth more than your lives, but I just wanted to check in. Call this Prince Pretty's postcard. Before the blogs try to muddy my name, just like my title, I earned this boat. Don't let bad creative from previous companies confuse you. See you again soon, PTC. So the next week on Livewire, there's another uh, vignette from Tyler Breeze. He's seen on the beach with Kendall Jenner kissing on his neck and chest. Breeze insults the fans and talent at PTC and tells them to step up in his absence so he can have a real worthy challenger. Um, Rebellion that week sees uh, a final vignette. Tyler Breeze is seen boarding his private jet. He tells the world that he returns to PC, PTC. I, almost, I fucked up my own company name. PTC he tomorrow night. To I was. (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow night on Alpha. So Tyler Breeze makes his return to PTC at Alpha, facing a local talent. Um, He beats him pretty easily, about three minutes. After the match, Breeze grabs a microphone. He says, you ugly fools boo me, but we all know without me, PTC just feels unremarkable. Without me, there's just something missing. That something is grandeur. That something is charm. That something is magnificence. I am better than all of you. Be grateful to breathe the same air as me, Bozos. Breeze tosses the mic and heads both. to the back. You said what?
1: You just said Bozos on air like he's a whole ass sixth grader. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, L plus ratio. <laughs> uh,
0: he goes on to. Uh, I lost my place. Oh, sorry. So next week on Livewire, Jay Briscoe and James Storm have a, a back and forth match. Briscoe ends with the J driller. Tyler Breeze has a promo that uh, that night and said he goes to the ring and he speaks to the crowd. I took multiple shows off. I gave up the spotlight. I hoped somebody's star would finally catch fire. Someone could finally catch a break and look like a real threat to me. But nobody did. Nobody could step up in my absence. You all failed. I know there's nobody that can fill these shoes. I know there's nobody that can stand next to my presence. But at least look credible. None of you have earned that. None of you earned validity to be a credible opponent for me. You all are pathetic. Maybe I'll go on an indefinite vacation, because none of you deserve my attention. Uh, that week on Rebellion, AJ Styles and Jay Briscoe go to war. Um, Briscoe gets the win after a avalanche J-driller. Um, Jay Briscoe grabs a, a microphone after the match. Um, he's bloodied and gassed. He says, hey, I want to give my props to AJ Styles, man. That is what a real champion looks like. I know you don't have the belt anymore, but your actions make you a champion. I spent my whole life or my whole career wanting to be a pro wrestler. AJ Styles is a pro wrestler. Dusty Rhodes is a pro wrestler. But we guys got guys out here calling themselves champion, but they're more worried about the vacations on private islands than they are showing up and showing out for the PTC universe every single night. I'm not here to win no beauty pageants. I'm here to put my nose to the pavement and fight till there's no one left. Tyler Breeze, you're what's wrong with professional wrestling. And mark my words, here soon I'm going to take that belt from you. And I'm going to show the world what a real pro wrestling champion looks like. Jay Briscoe drops the mic and heads to the back. So the next night on Alpha, Tyler Breeze is seen in an airplane on a vignette. And he tells Jay Briscoe not to blame his, blame Breeze for his shortcomings in his career. And don't envy Breeze for living his best life while Jay is still stuck on a chicken farm in Sandy Fork, Delaware. Instead of focusing on Tyler Breeze, maybe Jay should live a little. Breeze then hooks on a parachute and jumps out of the plane to skydive. Directly after this vignette, Jay Briscoe has a match with Takamichi Noku, and he just blazes through him. Uh, The next week on Rebellion, Jay Jay Briscoe versus Charlie Haas in a a rematch. Uh, Again, though, Jay Driller puts Haas down. Jay Briscoe grabs a microphone after the match and says, Breeze, get your ass out here. I know you're back there, so come on out. I got something to say and I want to say it to your face. Breeze's music hits and he and Jenner walk out and stand on the stage. Briscoe continues talking. Tyler Tyler, you are exactly what's wrong with professional wrestling. Models and bodybuilders, failed actors and athletes, all taking spots from hardworking men and women that sacrifice their lives for this. Men and women that don't do this with for fortune and fame. The ones that do this solely for the passion and love for this business. I'm going to take every single one of them with me to take over, seek, and destroy. Because let me tell you, I already talked to Travity T, and Sunday you're putting the Intercontinental Championship on the line against me. So get ready for war. Because the only way you can keep me down is if my heart gives out. And Breeze is on stage, like throwing a fit and acting. You know I mean, really selling that he doesn't want to defend the title against Jay Briscoe. So in the go home show uh, for Alpha, you got the. Um, the Briscoes have a tag team match and they end up winning with the J Driller. I'll talk more about that match later, but it doesn't really play much in here. Breeze is on commentary uh, downplaying uh, Briscoe the entire time. I didn't do a uh, wardrobe. So sorry, Kenny. Um, so the match starts out with uh, stiff forms to the face from Jay Briscoe to Tyler Breeze. Uh, Jay Briscoe continues with stiff stomps to the guts, followed by a three quarter suit, three quarter Nelson suplex. Um, after the suplex, Kendall Jenner pulls Tyler Breeze out of the ring, but Jay Briscoe hits a tope suicida, uh, onto Tyler Breeze. Jay Briscoe Irish whips Tyler Breeze into the steel steps, followed by a snake eyes onto the barricade. Uh, Briscoe picks Breeze up and uses his spine as like a, like a battery ram into the, uh, apron. And then he smashes his, or bashes his head into the steel post. Um, later on in the match, uh, Jay Briscoe hits a froggy bow, or jumps off for a froggy bow. I'm sorry, um, to Tyler Breeze, but Tyler Breeze blocks it with a mid-air drop kick. Uh, Tyler Breeze hits, or Tyler Breeze goes for a supermodel kick for Jay Briscoe, but Jay Briscoe ducks under and hits a cutthroat driver. Um, Tyler Breeze is able to kick out at two for after he tries to pin him. Uh, Jay Briscoe goes to the top rope immediately after, but Tyler Breeze hits him with a jumping Enziguri. Both men are on the top rope now, and they're trading right hands. Uh, Jay Briscoe hits an avalanche death valley driver, and then followed by a shooting star press. He does go for a pin, but Kendall Jenner breaks up the pin. Uh, Kendall Jenner hits multiple slaps to uh, Jay Briscoe, and then low blows him. Famous from Tyler Breeze to Jay Briscoe. Uh, Briscoe is able to kick out at two after the after that. Uh,
2: Briscoe question. rolls out. What's, yeah, question. Sorry. Was the ref down when she low blowed him?
0: Uh, hold on. Let me reread my notes here. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't even remember when that happened. Hold on. Snap.
1: That one's going to my plot hole collection.
0: Yeah, I think I'll, I'll take a plot hole for that, because I didn't write that in. Okay. I could have easily said that, yeah, but I, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I'll just say that... W, he didn't EQ. her. Yeah. Um... So, what did I say? He kicked out at two. Uh, Briscoe rolls out of the ring, but he's met with another onslaught of slaps from Kendall Jenner. Um, I did say, to be fair, I did say when my first pay-per-view that for championship matches, the refs like to let it play out. They don't really like to be DQing people because they can't change the thing. But, yeah. Um, Briscoe rolls out of the ring, but is met with an onslaught of slaps from Kendall Jenner. Um, He... Briscoe turns around and almost gets hit with a supermodel kick, but he ducks under, and uh, Tyler Breeze actually supermodel kicks Kendall Jenner. Uh, slingshot double foot stomp from Briscoe to Breeze, followed by a leg hook brain buster. Um, Briscoe hits the J-driller, followed by a froggy bow for the pin and the win. Um, I have something that directly ties into the aftermath of this match. You want me to do it after yeah, you rate or you want to do it together? Yeah,
4: just yeah, still do it,
0: sauce it's, it's all together, all at once. Okay, yeah. so a little backstory for this is so the lights go out after as uh Briscoe's celebrating with the title, the, the lights go out and a vignette starts to play on the screen. Um, for the past four or five weeks, there's been vignettes of like the same style of vignettes about um a monarchy coming to PTC when the lights come back on. um Briscoe is surrounded by Jerry Lawler, Walter, and <clears throat> Nigel McGinnis. Um, and so Walter hits a burning lariat, um, to Jay Briscoe, followed by a double decker cutter. So, like, Walter has his feet on his shoulders, and Nigel McGuinness has him in a cutter position. He does a cutter, uh, from those two. Jerry Lawler then hits a jumping pile driver. Um, the three of them take Jay Briscoe out to the announce table and uh, put them onto Walter's shoulders. And then the camera pans to the stage where you see a uh, Triple H is sitting in a throne looking ahead. And they look to him for the okay. And Triple H just raises his hands and then dumps his hands down. And uh, Walter hits a golden bomb through the announce table. On Jay Briscoe,
4: hmm. and that's that. All right. I do have one question though. Jerry Lawler yeah. was he a announcer or commentator? No, or an-
0: he's oh, never right. been on my show.
4: Okay. Okay. So this, is this is
0: this is everybody everybody here. This is their debut. Okay. This, and this is like, like Memphis, those, those four. This
2: is like yeah 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 Jerry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jerry Lawler right? Yeah. yeah this, this is an right. old
0: man, Jerry Lawler. This is like. Main event Jerry Lawler. He's not going to be a main event here, but
2: like NWA. Yeah, M- Jerry yeah. Lawler. Mid South.
1: I have is, comments, so. but not my number yet. I'll probably okay. come to my number after I get my comments. Okay,
2: so um, I'm gonna. Um, oh, go ahead. On, if you got a number, go first. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna give you a four point nine five. Okay. <laughs> the only the only thing I'm taking the five cents off is because of the issue the with the the DQ. That's um. Fair. Because like if it was like a slight thing where like she pulls him out or something, but you had her like completely like low blow him, I kind of feel like at that point the yeah. rest gotta do something. Um but I I like the faction. I was worried that that was just the three and like you were having Jerry Lawler be the leader. I'm That's like, why hey. I wanted
0: everybody to think is Jerry Lawler was the leader until the, the reveal. Okay. Um I
2: liked it. Um I like that you had Briscoe win. I think that was the right decision. Um so yeah, I'm gonna give you a four point nine five.
1: I'm glad okay. Demone said something because I'm gonna be the hater here. I already know it. I right. disagree with Demone on just about everything he said. Um, I don't like that you had Breeze lose. I, I don't like that Jay Briscoe was singles in the first place, but I can't hate on that. Uh, but I don't like it. Uh, Why though?
0: i just curious. I don't know.
1: Like some guys to me, like they're great in tag teams. And they're too synonymous with their partner to be.
0: He's an RH World Champion.
1: Was he? Yes. Yeah, he's times. been world champion
2: before. He's oh, been damn. single a couple times. Has he? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, damn, I didn't know that. Mark Briscoe's
0: yeah. the one that's never won anything by himself. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jay's okay. the he's the Matt Hardy
1: of the tape. You mean the Jeff Hardy? <laughs> no, no,
0: no. Yeah, he's he's the Jeff Hardy in terms of personality, like being able to be the world champion, but. He's the better wrestler, the better talker, which is where Matt Hardy is. Matt Hardy is the better wrestler and better talker.
1: All right. Um. Anyways, continue yeah. on. I felt like yeah, a lot yeah. of the promos. Um. Because I I appreciate you being more concise than usual. Um. Uh, I I did notice the effort Don't get on that used front. To it. <laughs> so that that's not a good sign. Uh. But the one time you were concise, I, d- I felt like you did kind of get a little generic in some of those promos, and I didn't like the Breeze okay. vignettes as much as I should have. Like the concept okay. of the Breeze vignettes I like, but I don't like how they were executed. It was like step up. Like, okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't write the actual promos I, for the I vignettes because I wanted to save time. But Yeah, I got you.
0: Um also yeah. just before you finish your thoughts, sorry, this I want to say this. You're if good. I stumble through the matches, it's because I'm doing spots only and I've never done spots only. That's fair. So like
1: give me a little bit of a break yeah. there. <laughs> Um, And I also didn't like Briscoe's promos in response where it's just like – it's very typical. Like, we're the hard workers. Yeah. I don't know. It it was pretty generic to me. And um, I'm not doing this new faction either. I I think it's kind of – it's nasty to me. Um, How much of a hater do I want to be? Uh, (laughs) Like, I'm trying not to be – Wait, wait, wait. I got a question for you now. So are you judging it
4: because of the people we know? Are in in the, the faction, faction? or or are you just are you judging the off the material he gave us? Because if you're judging off of people off the stuff from before, that's not fair. I will say that. Um, I will say that.
1: It's kind of a combination. I'll be honest, because like we only have one, like what, like three minutes of content to go off of, right? Yeah,
4: but I but you got to judge the three minutes of content. You can't just judge it because oh, but if it's you know what these wrestlers are, people, you're going to judge them like for what that. you've seen
1: before. It's not like Triple H has never wrestled a match before showing up at PTC. Like it's not like Jerry Lawless never wrestled a match for showing up at PTC, like they have they have that credibility somewhere. You know what I mean? That's so so, I'm not so, so, so,
4: you're, so you're judging the the combination the, from what, from what we heard from Travis before is what you're saying.
1: We, no, we haven't heard anything from them in Travis before. I, what I'm saying is I I disagree on your philosophy on that. Just because I like, say John's always
0: gonna judge for everything,
1: even stuff like I don't know. I just stuff think that's, that's not canon because these aren't brand yeah. new wrestlers. I feel like you. they're they're. But not, they could like, be. I could
0: say. I could say these are wrestlers you've never seen before.
1: Well, if you say, if you clarify that Triple H has never wrestled a match before this, I'm not going to because that's not okay. my plan. I'm just saying I could do that. Yeah, because they're they're known from somewhere. We know who these people are from somewhere. They have. Right. We know because what the movesets are going to be. Uh, we know what they are. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna give this a two. I oh, really wow. didn't like much, and I—that's I, all over the place. <laughs> I didn't want to be too mean, but man, no, dude, do you think it, it just kind of st- it missed a lot of key points for me?
4: Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, funny thing is, I'm right in between them. I think it's not a great storyline, but it's not a bad one either. I don't think okay. no, think it's a bad one either. I I mean you got the whole like the heart and soul storyline. That's pretty much what this is. Not really mad at that. I kind of fuck with that. Um, the match was was, was match was cool. I do want to see where you're going with the faction. So I do. So you do have
1: interest points for me. So I'm gonna go with a three point five. Okay. Uh, one more note before we move on. Just uh-huh. I feel like you put a lot of effort into building Breeze last show, and Jay Briscoe. Was he even on last show? He wasn't. I, I, I feel like... And granted, some things can just pop up. I get that. But all that effort for Breeze and now it's Jay Briscoe and this random faction. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's another beef I had with it. But anyways, that's my last comment.
0: That's fair. I don't think that was really... I don't know. Breeze didn't just win the title or anything. He's been champion yeah, for a while.
1: It's just kind of an anticlimactic go so to the reign.
0: I, I disagree. But that's fine. But, I get what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's uh,
0: so, uh, next match. So, Shayna Baszler has spent weeks doing submission magician showcases, where she challenges anyone to try and beat her in a wrestling match. Uh, they all in the same way, however, quickly and by submission for Shayna Baszler. Shayna joins Sarah Del Rey's Royal Guard and almost gets a shot at the title. However, Travity revokes this, and Shayna Baszler is left without a match for TakeOver, Seek, and Destroy. Uh, Shayna is interviewed by Renee Young on the Go Home episode of Rebellion. And Shannon says she will have another submission showcase at TakeOver and tells PTC to search from castle to castle and Dungeon to Dungeon because they won't find a single competitor that can beat her in that ring.
2: For a second, I thought so. you were going
0: to say she was doing, like,
2: a magic show. Like in her- <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought he said that, too, submission magician. I was like,
4: okay. like
2: It's her nickname, but, like, I thought, like,
0: yeah. you were going to have her actually doing <laughs> magic.
3: <laughs>
0: so that one the story is a, a very concise because it's just she's beating people up it's an open challenge wants, who, who's the next watch. victim yeah so um Shada baszler comes out and she's waiting for her, her opponent she's i mean come on come on who's it gonna be and out comes natalia neidhart so the two of them get in the get in the ring and they're they're circling around each other um natalia ends up getting a, a waist lock onto Shayna Baszler and hits her with triple rolling German suplexes, uh, followed by a fourth release German suplex. Um, Natalia grabs Shayna and hits her with a Natty by Nature reverse powerbomb. Shayna Baszler rolls out of the ring uh, to avoid getting pinned and kind of wants to regain some composure um, as Natalia's eating up the cheers from the fans. Baszler rolls back in cautiously as Natalia encourages her to come back and fight. Baszler and Natalia size each other up and tease the collar and elbow tie up, but t- Baszler ducks underneath the clinch from Natalia and lays in shoot kicks from uh, to Natalia. She follows up with a roundhouse kick to her head and then hits the ropes for a spear. She locks in a Fujiwara armbar and then starts manip- uh, doing small joint manipulation on Natalia, uh, followed by a stretch muffler with um, stiff stomps to the back of the head of uh, Natalia. Baszler drops Natalia on her head and then scoops her up from by the waist and hits her own triple-rolling uh, gut-wrench suplexes. Later on in the match, there's a stiff uh, corner running high knee from Baszler, followed by a stiff uh, Natty by Nature discus clothesline from Natalya. Uh, Natalia hits a Romero special and then tra- transitions that into the pin-up strong. So that's basically the same move, it's just how she... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? How she elevates it. Um, she has a snap suplex and then locks in the sharpshooter. Uh, is able to free herself from the sharpshooter, but Natalia keeps a hold of her leg and locks in an ankle lock. Um, then there's a rope break. Uh, reverse or release? Sorry, release German suplex from Baszler to Natalia, followed by a twisted arm stomp. Um, Baszler then hits a goes for a back suplex, but is blocked by Natalia and she hits a side Russian leg sweep. Uh, Natalia hits a vertical suplex, but she's selling that her arms really hurt from that twisted arm stomp. She really can't can't use it very well. She goes for a butterf- butterfly suplex, but has to abandon it because she can't she can't pull her up. Um, as she's selling the arm, Baszler hits her with a double axe handle with a shoulder blade, followed by a, a cross arm breaker. Natalia grabs for the grabs the ropes for a rope break, and Baszler hits multiple stomps to the shoulder and spine. Uh, as Natalia's starting to starting to back away from the ropes, uh Shanna locks in the Ace of Spades. She's struggling, Natalia's struggling to get up. She can't she can't break the hold. Finally, Natalia uses her strength to work herself to to a four point base and then finally up to her feet. Uh, she's walk, like stumbling around, but the ace of spades still locked in, and Basler's on her back. <clears throat> Finally, Baszler drops to her feet, but keeps the Ace of Spades locked in. Um, Natalia jumps up and pushes herself off of the um, turnbuckle to try to break the hold, and Baszler ends up landing on her back. But she main- she maintains the grip for it. But Natalia stacks her for a, a pinfall. One, two, three.
4: Wait. So she had on her body like a rear naked choke, and so she kicked yeah. off the turnbuckle to get the pin at the end to win it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So she, she drops off of her – like, she doesn't have her feet wrapped around her, but she's still got the rear naked choke locked. In, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then she jump like, basically drop kicks the turnbuckle. She falls backwards like this, and she's holding on to the rear naked choke like this, but she's got – so I'm trying to think of how they. Show you no, no, name. no, I get it. I, get, okay. I know I get, what you yeah.
2: mean because I think it's been done. Before. I said, I've said i seen it
0: happen before.
2: Yeah. A lot, mm. actually. Decent amount. <laughs> um, I can only it was, think was, it was that, one was, match, but was, I didn't know. That was the end was of the match, yeah. I mean, basically,
0: the end of the match. I mean, Baszler's throwing a, like, the tire rolls out of the ring and is, like, doing the, like, yeah, she's like I outsmarted one. you kind of thing. And, like, she's cheering with, like, the crowd's going crazy and Shayna Baszler's, like, throwing a fit in the ring that she lost.
4: So who's the heel here?
0: Shayna, for sure, she's been beating up like everybody, and she's and she's part of Sarah Del
4: Rey's Royal Guard. Okay, so, no, I'm just saying the reason I asked that yeah. is because she's not a heel too. Because the way I don't, I don't know if it's just because the way she won, or is she, is she like an opportunist, opportunist or is she just, or is she just happened to get lucky that way.
0: I think it was just more so like so. The way I was thinking of it when I when I wrote it was Shayna has been like the reason they call her the submission magician is because she can pull a, like a submission hold out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, she's always, always, like, five steps ahead of her opponents in the ring. And Natalya was able to be the step ahead in that moment and get the pin.
4: Okay.
0: And it wasn't something that Shayna was really even looking for because is so focused on getting the submission that she doesn't even think about pinfalls.
1: Um, I, I'll be pretty concise with mine. Um, yeah. It wasn't a huge, like, story-based match. It was just a nice kind of wrestling-based kind of thing. It wasn't anything really wrong with it story-wise, but not a lot right with it either. Just kind of there um, in terms yeah. of story. Match was fine. Competitors were fine. I'm cool with it. Um, I think it's like a little bit above perfect mid. I'm going to give this a 3.3. 3. Okay. I thought this was going to be the one that everybody hated. No, I am no uh, Yeah, I'm, I don't hate it. I just kind of...
4: The story was... There really wasn't much of a story there, and I wasn't really mad at it. It just felt kind of like, let's see these two powerhouse if competitors go at it, like just kind of just more more about the match than it is. What do you, you the say? Their powerhouses?
0: powerhouses, natalia and
4: Shana. Shana is. Yeah. Tech, I, would I would say they're, say both they're technicians. Tech, they're
2: both technicians. I, they're I, I think. I
4: think, but they're more like bigger. Technician, so it's like they can be they can kind of i feel uh, what
0: you're saying i figured because that, yeah, that yeah, i wanted them to be fighting basically
4: like yeah that's what i'm saying that, that's what i'm saying so so, that, you're, so you're you're, you're, giving uh, a, you're giving us a you're giving us a fight pretty much yeah is what i'm trying to say you're, you're more about the yeah, fight yeah. It's really about the story so i so it's, it's not really, really weekly show there, kind of story-wise i just feel like oh, it's with, gonna build i just feel like with this ending i mean yeah i mean like i'm, I'm just judging what i got right now yeah no no i no, know i know i know i know i know so from the way it ended I don't know it just ended kind of sloppy to me it's probably gonna, you're probably gonna have, you probably got something plan for it so I'll give it that but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a 2.75 I think the actual okay. match is where the two is for real, For real. where the two yeah the, the two point seven five is a pretty much all match I just don't like the ending and the storyline was kind of lacking so so yeah that's okay. so that's where I'm at with that
2: question the match you're talking about that you've seen it in was it a bret hart match because that's definitely yeah. a bret hart spot yes yes okay Uh um, bret hart
0: versus stone cold steve austin was it stone cold i couldn't remember yeah he, was, he it had it. he game. had the million dollar dream i was watching broken skull sessions and they were going over that spot and i saw it and i had already written this match but i was trying to figure out a way to get because i wanted like a, a shocking like pinfall victory but I needed yeah. to figure out how to get that that forward, Natalia. And, and I saw that spot and I was like, "Oh, that's exactly what I'm gonna, do. I'm gonna put that." I'm gonna yeah, say one
1: be- thing: CM Punk, I love you, man, but you've caused so many people to suck off Bret Hart, and it's making me so mad. <laughs> I'm
0: not sucking <laughs> off
1: Bret Hart. <laughs> that was a good spot. <laughs> They're like copying his matches and everything. I was like, "Man." He's, he's
4: know- no, here's another thing I'll say. <laughs> here's another thing I'll say uh, about that too. To why I'm saying I didn't like the ending too. I personally feel like that ending would have been better on a regular night. Than a pay per view, is what I'll say. Okay. I know you said you saw it in Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, but to me, like I don't remember that match at all. I'm not gonna to lie to you, um, but no, I'm not saying it sucked. I just don't remember that shit. I saw that shit when I was a kid, and I don't remember that shit ever since that. But like, but yeah, it just felt like that's a regular night kind of thing. Like you draw out the ring, you're like, oh shit, like you are surprised. But for a, for a pay per view match, like we're getting hype for this pay per view, and it just ends that way. I don't know. It's just it's I wasn't really feeling that thing. Is what I'm saying.
0: Okay, I'm
2: I kind of, there. I kind of feel like this necessarily didn't feel like a pay-per-view match. I've agreed. Um, I don't like the, it's a good finish, and it, it makes sense. I'm pretty sure I've used this finish too before, but um, and I think the match would be good. It would be more of a match I would enjoy over. I feel like John. It's because it's very technical. Um, I'm gonna give you
1: a three point two five.
0: Okay, I'll take that. I'll take all of those. I'm not bad
1: at any of that. I like right. this better than your first match, so I don't see why this was the one that... like It was a good weekly show match. Like If you had put this on a weekly, it would have been fine. Like I would probably give it yeah. a on a weekly. We're going to hit I an ad you. real quick. Okay.
3: Are you tired? Tired of those other energy drinks hitting you with a short burst of jittery energy followed by a crash that leaves you with less energy than you had before? Well, fear not because Ray's energy drinks are specifically formulated to get you going without making you jittery and keeps you from crashing. With zero sugars, zero calories, and better caffeine than a cup of coffee, Ray's energy drinks are the number one growing energy drink on the market. With flavors like Baja Lime, Sour Gummy One, Guava Mango, and Strawberry Colada, Ray's has some of the best tasting energy drinks available. You can get a case of Ray's right now by going to repsports.com and using promo code T1THREE ONE when you check out to take 15% off of your next order. That's promo code T1THREE ONE for 15% off of your next order of better, tastier energy.
0: All right, so um, something else I want to say is like a lot of my storylines are kind of intertwined a little bit, so okay. um, if I say like I'm going to skip over this part and give you a little bit give you more on that later just just trust me uh, um i did that with the breeze build but it's going to happen more often throughout here so uh next match um so we see on rebellion uh week one we see renee young backstage she's she's interviewing uh shelton benjamin and shelton benjamin's just talking about how um since he got with his new coach uh arnold Scotland that he has basically he's been able to turn his career around and he's really stepping up and finally reaching Ooh. his potential
1: who's Arnold calling
0: uh he's a old 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 manager he was uh bruno Martino's manager and bob Backlund's manager Dang. i thought he fit a, fit a good role for just being like a, a coach just on the sidelines shouting instructions not really a mouthpiece or anything hmm. so um so after he says this we hear clapping from off camera the shot pans wider and raven and his flock seen, are seen approaching Raven begins to speak to Shelton Benjamin. Congratulations, Shelton. Truly, congratulations. You saw you were a waste of potential and you did something about it. You remind me so much of my fledglings. I am interested, though, how Mr. Scullin's coaching stacks up against my own guidance. How about this? Tonight, in a one-on-one competition, Shelton Benjamin goes head-to-head with Brian Pillman. What do you say, gentlemen? Scotland looks reluctant, but Benjamin accepts immediately. Uh, The two men have a 14-minute match. ends with Benjamin being pinned after eating a springboard lariat from Pillman. Uh, So the next week on Livewire. So Jake Roberts is seen in the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, old Jake Roberts has fallen short once again. I was this close to taking that belt home. Once again, demons stood in my way. But for the first time in my career, they weren't my demons. No. This time, Gangrel got a couple of kids with a god complex to keep that belt around his waist. Problem is, I told Gangrel either I walk out and take over one shot at glory as the PTC World Heavyweight Champion, or neither of us walk out at all. On Sunday, August 15th, Jake Roberts failed to become the PTC World Heavyweight Champion, but Gangrel lost the ability to stand on his own two feet. Both of us were carted out. At- Out of Fort Lauderdale Mercy Memorial Hospital. I got 13 staples in the back of my head. And Gangrel had surgery to repair his torn ACL. I didn't get my hands on the championship, but I got it half right by ending that monster's title reign one way or the other. Now, Travi T, I know you did what you did last week because the show must go on. No one was sure about old Jake Roberts. You could be cleared by takeover, seek seek and destroy, or if the damage was done. It was time for this old snake to bury himself in the sand. But Travi, as God is my witness, he saved me again. Not only will I be cleared to compete, Travy, by God, I will be inside that elimination chamber. Tell me which man I need to beat. Hell, I'll go through them all. But Jake Roberts was given one more shot by the good Lord, and the PTC fans want him to get one more shot at that belt. Just after his sentence ends, the call of a raven sounds as the flock heads to the ring. Uh, Raven and Snow circle around Robert slowly as the snake keeps his eyes on the um, on them and looks ready to strike if provoked. Raven stops circling and comes face to face with Roberts, both men staring into each other's eyes. Raven slowly lifts the microphone to his mouth. Jake, once again you couldn't be more wrong. See, Gangrel didn't employ us to take you out. I made that call all on my own. I was sitting in the back for the past five, six, seven weeks. I was watching Jake Roberts drag his old, broken body to the ring and put false hope into the hearts of these fans. That didn't sit right with me. It didn't sit right with me because I was one of those fans. I grew up watching Jake Roberts get so close. I believed you every single time you told me that this time was different. Every time you said you were healed, every time you said you were saved, every time you said it was over, and every single time, it was a lie. Jake, you spoke about how you've always been stopped just shy of the top because of your demons. Once again, you're wrong. You were stopped just short of the top because you're a failure. You are a coward. You're a scared little boy living in your father's shadow. No no matter how bright your star shines, you will always self-destruct and implode for the world to watch. The only thing you can count on in life is death, taxes, and Jake Roberts failing to reach his potential and disappointing his fans and his family. Jake, your own children don't even love you anymore because they know they can't trust you. Now you talk about how you're going to be in the Elimination Chamber match. Once again, you're wrong, Jake. I'll stop at nothing to ensure that you never become world champion. Men like you don't deserve to be champion. Men like you don't get to be revered in history. Men like you don't get to be praised. Men like you don't get to be remembered. Most importantly, men like you don't get to be worshipped. Men like you get to feel the same despair that you put on your friends, your fans, and your family. Men like you get to relive that failure that haunts your legacy. Men like you get to experience the heartbreak that you forced onto each and every one of us time and time again. You spent a large portion of your career talking about how this time is different. Because this time you've been saved by Jesus Christ himself. You've always been wrong, Jake. You took coincidences, scriptures written by ordinary men, words spoken by bigger frauds than yourself, and a desperation to push your failure onto someone else, and you have balled it all together and claimed divine intervention. Let me ask you this, Jake. Has Jesus Christ ever stood face to face with you in the flesh and told you exactly what a failure you are? Although I might just be some kid with a God complex. I have done just that. Luckily for you, I have a benevolent God complex. Jake, I have saved Al Snow, a man that's career was riddled with failure. Why? Because Al Snow looked at himself in the mirror, and all he saw was a joke. So every person who ever interacted with him treated him as a joke. But Snow was reborn in the image of Raven. And that man standing behind you is no joke. I saved Brian Pillman. Look to the rafters. Weeks ago, you saw a man who was overcome with anger, a man who couldn't get it right, a man who looked himself in the mirror and he saw a lunatic. Pillman was reborn in the image of the raven, and that man in the rafters is no lunatic. I can save Jake Roberts, a man who has failed time and time again. A man who looks in the mirror and sees a scared little boy. A man who looks in the mirror and sees an addict. A man who looks in the mirror and sees a failure. I look at the same face here and now. I don't see a scared little boy. I don't see an addict. I don't see a failure. I am all-knowing. I am absolution. I see the potential of Jake Roberts. Jake, you will never be world champion. You do not deserve it. But together we can rewrite your legacy. Together we can repair your damages. Together we can save your soul. All you need to do is repent for your sins. Be reborn in the image of the raven. Join the flock as my newest fledgling. You have one week to make your decision. Either you join the flock or you perish by our hands. So the next week on uh, Rebellion... Raven and his flock hit the ring. Uh, raven grabs the mic as Snow and Pillman drop to their knees in front of him. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to witness the most important night of Jake Roberts' life. Tonight, Jake Roberts sheds the skin of a snake to be reborn into the image of a raven. Tonight, Jake Roberts admits his failures to the world and asks for forgiveness at the feet of Raven. Tonight, Jake Roberts shows the world he is finally ready to be saved. Jake Roberts has taken a huge step for his future. And an even bigger step to repair his past. Jake is finally being the role model we all wanted him to be growing up. Setting the example each and every one of you should follow. You can all join the flock. You can all be reborn in the image of the raven. Quote the raven. Nevermore. Uh, Snow, Pillman, in the crowd all say that last line with Raven in unison. Uh, raven then raises the mic back to his mouth. It is my pleasure to welcome my newest fledgling to the flock. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts music hits and Roberts walks out to the ring. Jake, we all know what you're here for, what we are all here for. Either you're going to drop to your knees and beg for forgiveness, accepting your failures and being reborn in the image of the raven, or the flock ends you and your legacy once and for all. Jake Roberts nods his head and holds his hand up, asking for a moment. Jake looks perplexed, struggling with what he is going to do. The crowd chants, "Don't you do it!" Uh, Roberts finally raises the mic. Raven, I have just a few things to say before we go any further. The last seven days have been full of introspection. I've thought long and hard about what you said. You're right, Raven. I am a failure. I am an addict. I am a man that reverts back to being a scared little boy who no matter how bright my star star shines, I am stuck in my father's shadow. Time and time and time again, I have failed myself, my fans, my friends, my family, my very own children. Every time I think I've beaten this disease and every time I think I've finally moved past my transgressions, I get pulled back to the gutter again and again. Just like clockwork, my failures haunt me daily. Then I thought about my religion. I thought about it. And again, you're right. I have taken my unwillingness to accept my failure and pushed it into need for a savior. Maybe I've taken these coincidences and called them my saving graces. Maybe I took the preacher's words to heart a little too much. Maybe the scriptures are just words from ordinary men that I gave way too much weight. Because Jesus Christ never looked me in my eyes. Jesus Christ never stood right here in the front of me in the flesh. Jesus Christ never once told me what a failure I am. But the more I thought about those things, the more I realized just how wrong you were. Jesus Christ never stood me because he never needed to, because he was always standing right beside me. Jesus Christ never looked me in my eyes because he was too busy looking right into my heart and soul. Jesus Christ never told me what a failure I was. Because he was busy telling me that I was perfect in the eyes of the Lord. Raven, I'm no fool. I know that I have sinned. But I know Jesus died for those very sins. See, Raven, you almost had me. But then I remembered I was already saved. I was already reborn in the image of Jesus Christ. And Raven, you are no Jesus Christ. Raven looks enraged. She stands eye to eye with Roberts and says, Roberts, this is a decision that you're going to regret making. But like I told you last week, I am a benevolent savior. I won't end you. I will save you. You will be reborn in the image of the Raven, even if I baptize you in your own blood. quoth the Raven, nevermore. As Raven finishes his words, Snow and Pillman assault uh, Roberts, beating him down before bringing uh, Roberts to his knees. As Snow and Pillman hold his lifeless body up, Raven grabs uh, Roberts by the face, talking to him inaudibly, then snatches Roberts up and hits him with a DDT. Um, so the next, next week is going to be, or next week on Livewire, you've got James and Lance Storm versus Brian Pillman and Al Snow. Um, they're having a good match, a good back and forth match, but Jake Roberts interferes and attacks Raven and his flock, uh, causing the Storm brothers to be disqualified. In the end, the baby faces send the flock fleeing from the ring. That week on Rebellion, uh, so the next, uh, a video plays on the Travitron, Showing Raven standing at a pulpit in a church with Snow and Pilman kneeling before him. I knew that bringing Roberts to deliverance would not be an easy job. Roberts has always been his biggest enemy. Why would now be any different? But no obstacle is too big for Raven. Not even Jake Roberts himself. The Raven is all knowing. For in Greek mythology, the Raven was the messenger for the gods. The Raven is the Genesis, as in the Hebrew Bible. Ravens are the first species mentioned. The Germanic peoples associated the raven with the fathers of of the gods Odin. Ravens were the eyes and ears of Odin. His thoughts and his memories. Hindu religion shows raven as ancestors that passed on as well as symbols of multiple deities. Siberian culture sees the raven as the key figure in creation. The Old English word for raven means keen to battle and bloodshed. Celtic traditions associate ravens with warfare and the battleground. Serbian poems depict the raven as the symbol of bloody death after a battle. No matter where you look in the world, no matter what culture or religion you fall to, at the end of the day, ravens are the beginning and the end. Ravens are creation and destruction. Ravens are all-knowing, all-seeing deities. So take over, seek and destroy... It will be the end of Jake the Snake Roberts and the beginning of a newfound legacy. Jake Roberts will be baptized in the bloodshed of the battlefield and be reborn in the image of the Raven. At TakeOver, Seek and Destroy, it will be Raven versus Jake Roberts in a Raven's Rules match. Quote the Raven, Nevermore. Uh, On the, the final episode of Alpha before TakeOver... Um, Jake Roberts appears on the Travitron, uh, Roberts is sitting in, in, uh, front of a fire pit. Many men have tried to extort me, exploit my addictions and my failures for their game, and they've all fallen in the end. Now, Raven, you look to do the same, and I expect no different results for you. Raven, I heard all your stories earlier, but you conveniently left one out. Aesop wrote a fable about the Raven and the Snake. The raven saw the snake in a vulnerable position, and since the raven was hungry, it decided to swoop down and take the snake for dinner. The snake had other plans, though. As once he was bitten, the snake turned and writhed and wrapped himself around the raven and bit the raven with his venomous fangs. The raven dies at the end of this story, but not before admitting to the snake that his death was just. Raven... At Takeover, Seek and Destroy. You'll be the one who's baptized in your own blood. So the match starts with uh, Raven's flock circling around um, Raven and Roberts. Raven instructs the flock to attack. Snow and Pillman move in and start to assault Roberts. Roberts fight back, fights back with uh, stiff punches holding his own. Uh, but a Discus clothesline from, right, Rob, uh, from Raven to Roberts sends Roberts down. <laughs> Um, Snow and Pillman grab steel chairs and hit repeated shots to the body of Roberts. They then set up a chair like like someone's going to sit on it. Um, Raven Irish whips Roberts into the ropes and then hits a drop tail hold and makes his face smack off of the setup chair. Um, Snow goes to grab Roberts off the ground and he gets hit with an eye rake, uh, from Roberts and then he gets tossed out of the, um, ring. Roberts hits... Uh, Brian Pillman with a chair shot to the head. Uh, Roberts puts the chair on top of the top turnbuckle, so it's kind of like laying like diagonally across the ropes. And then he hits a snake eyes onto the chair um, to Raven. Uh, Roberts pulls a, black, a small black drawstring bag from the ring apron. Uh, he shows it to the crowd uh, before opening it and pouring out hundreds of thumbtacks onto the canvas. Uh, Roberts grabs Raven, pulling him to his feet. Um, as he does, however, he gets hit with a top rope drop kick from Pillman. Al Snow pulls Roberts out of the ring and hits him with a super kick, uh, followed by a... Or then Raven comes out and hits a Russian leg sweep into the guardrail. Um, Snow and Pillman set up a table and put Roberts on top of it. And Raven hits a pile driver through the table for, to Roberts. Um... Later on in the match, there's a rope hung Raven effect DDT from Raven. Um, he goes for the pin, but Roberts kicks out just barely at two and a half. Um, Raven throws Roberts out of the ring and starts order- shouting orders to Snow and Pillman. Uh, Snow and Pillman bring multiple ladders into the ring. Uh, they set one like set them up side by side with each other. Uh, they then both men climb up the ladder and grab a third ladder that's leaning on it and set it in between. So it's like the, these are the two ladders and then the third ladders like this in between them. Um, Al Snow goes out to grab Roberts, but Roberts throws a snake on the snow. Pillman goes to attack Roberts, but is hit with a back body drop onto a trash can. Uh, Raven drops to the outside and the two men exchange big right hands. Um, Raven grabs a barbed wire baseball bat and, strikes uh the ribs of roberts um but roberts is able to uh overpower him and take the take the baseball bat basically through the brawl and uh he hits a uh, al snow in the head with it he then ties raven up in the rope so you know how like uh you get like the middle second and the middle and top rope and they'll have your arms stuck in there yeah, he does that, and he's on like the apron facing the outside, and um, Roberts takes the barbed wire off of the baseball bat, wraps his right hand with it, and hits him with his signature punches, causing Raven to bleed. Roberts hypes up the crowd, um, but Roberts gets hits with a chop block from Pillman and a running clothesline combo from Snow. Uh, Snow and Pillman free Raven out of the ropes. Uh, they then pull Roberts into the ring. Um, Pillman and Snow. Hoist both Roberts and Raven up onto the ladder at Raven's instruction. Raven hits a sit-out powerbomb through the ladder, like off the top of one ladder, through the the middle ladder that's set up like a table. Um, He then hits a Raven effect onto the thumbtacks on Roberts, and then he pins Jake Roberts.
1: One, two, three. I I have a few comments. I liked this to start. I I feel like you spun jake robertson a pretty cool direction i feel like you really i do think the, the promos peaked early and then they kind of drug a little bit okay but those are those first promos heat um i will make one comment uh remember that crucifix match <laughs> those promos i was gonna use my signature phrase they hate but they copied uh, <laughs> because that sounded a lot like the shit I wrote with Raven and religious promos. Um, so I'm not gonna ding you for that because I liked it when I wrote it, but you didn't. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just reminding you of that. I, right. I, I, I I obviously like it though, seeing that I wrote something similar. Um, so I'm not gonna be a hater on that. Um, I feel like you, you actually overachieved on the match. So, thank you. Um. I, I do think, and people said this about the crucifix match too, but in the opposite way. I got too like anti-religious with mine. You got a little bit too pro-religious there. You're gonna have CYN show up in the crowd like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> fucking Braun Strowman's gonna be Jake Robert's biggest fan. Um, so I'm gonna give this a. Oh, sorry, I'm between two numbers. It's gonna be pretty high though. Well, hear the other people first. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a 4.5. I'm gonna give it the higher number. Okay, for you. I appreciate that.
2: Okay, I have a question. Did I like stroke out and like hear a whole thing about Shelton Benjamin and stuff? Because I was confused.
3: <laughs> so right, there that, was, I, was, I, was like, I forgot yes, that yes, Shelton yes, Benjamin
1: <laughs> was even mentioned. Holy fuck!
3: <laughs>
0: yes. So basically, basically that was only there to to do the the similarities of like to show that. You'll see why Shelton Benjamin is important for this, and why that victory for Brian Pillman meant something. But it was to show that Brian Pillman is no longer a loser, and he's won uh, matches what you were doing high
1: doing profile before. Yeah, because okay, yeah, was yeah I remember L's. that. Like, That's why that
0: was important. But he was not okay. Shelton Benjamin; was not a, a key member of this. He was just happened to be part of a build. Okay,
1: because I was like, I forgot yeah, about it like him. From Benjamin, <laughs> like
0: I thought it was
2: a whole Shelton Benjamin match, and then it veered into like this whole Jake Roberts thing. So I was like, (laughs) "Did
4: I imagine that?"
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I'm also gonna give you a 4.5. I, I, I do agree that like your the earlier promos were the best, and then it did go down a little bit. You kind of went too many Raven like analogies. At one point, I started to like kind of chuckle at how many different versions (laughs) of the Raven you talked about. (laughs) Um. But overall, I do think you overachieved with the match. Um, well, the one thing I was confused about, like you did, like make a point that like is Jake. This is kind of, I guess, foreshadowing. Is Jake Roberts in the elimination chamber? No. Okay, because you like talked about how he is trying to get into the elimination chamber. Yeah, once so I get into in that never... village, you'll see
0: why he's not going. Okay, to. because you didn't you didn't address it here. It's basically basically that point was like Jake Roberts' wishful thinking, like. But then he then Raven comes out and like no motherfucker like your chances like, for that's members. in the past. You you focus on me now.
2: Oh, yeah, because he like kind of was like oh yeah I want to get in the elimination chamber and then completely veered and like yeah. never mentioned the elimination that's chamber. That's why I made again. them
0: attack him on the second their second meet because that way it gives him fuel to want to fight them instead. Because of... I was
2: I was thinking this was gonna be like winner gets into the elimination yeah. chamber. Yeah. Um. No. But yeah, I'll still give you a four point five overall. It was good.
0: Could you imagine if I made these motherfuckers have this match and then date one of them gotta go into the elimination chamber afterwards?
1: Yeah. Should have made it a crucifix match.
0: <laughs> I thought you were for a second. I thought about it. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie.
1: They hate what they copy. That's all that I can say every time.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think this um it's funny because the last match you had pretty much had like little to no build, and this one has like the like long ass build. So it was, um, like they said, I think the beginning of the promos were good, and then it kind of uh, went a little downhill. Not bad, but it just was like it didn't hit like the first few did. Um, I think the match was good as well. Um I, I also was confused, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was thinking Sheldon Minch was gonna be in the match too for some reason. <laughs> I, I really did. I was like, okay. I forgot then, he
1: was like, even a thing until Damon brought him back up. Yeah,
4: I can't right. wait <laughs> for him to show back up. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I thought I was tripping. Like he was I was like, I could have sworn he said Sheldon Benjamin. All right. I was like, so do. how
0: I do my how I do my like stuff is I write out like everything that's gonna happen. Like weekly. So I I can see how it all plays out. So I have a lot of like everything ties together in my show all storylines are locked in together and intertwined you need that flow chart i yeah, I, don't that's need why per I don't
1: match i just write like for that match just so i don't get confused yep yeah, i you feel did. you
0: i wasn't that i wasn't confused i didn't foresee you guys getting confused but just just for future reference like don't necessarily focus too much on who's in the matches for weeklies and just focus on the
1: overall build you gotta start drinking Mega Caffeine for these Travis builds because my brain is too <laughs> stimulated. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Kenny. Sorry. No, just
4: um, I pretty much agree with what they were saying. Um, like I said, the match was good. Promos was good. I think that uh, towards the end, the tail end of the promos were kind of a little weaker than the beginning. Um, I I just went with the solid four, though. I didn't go to 4.5. I was went with solid four.
0: Okay. I'm not mad at that. All right. So that last one was real... Real... uh Dark and personal and all that. This one's not. He about some, he's about to give
2: us. about give us some bullshit. Yeah, that's no, not bullshit. This isn't bullshit. But it's, oh, man, it I is definitely a much
0: lighter. It's a much lighter, funnier. Nah,
1: no, give me the bullshit. Story. <laughs> you the might bullshit. think it's. Who knows?
0: Maybe you guys think it's bullshit. I like. But, bullshit.
1: Um, hey, I like the bullshit. TCW is full of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I give Mike like dick and balls like fucking fours and fives every time he's on the screen. Like, all right, so.
0: Kurt Henning comes out to the ring and speaks to the fans. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The perfect man is back. See, I heard about Gangrel, and that's just too bad. I suffered that same injury when I faced Jake Roberts a few weeks back. But being the perfect athlete that I am, I bounced back a little faster. The PTC should look into a drug test for Jake Roberts, though. I don't think crack is the only thing that that man is on. PEDs are likely. But no matter, I came out here to simply be... Welcome back as the greatest pure athlete in all of professional wrestling. As he says this, MVP's music hits and the crowd goes wild. Kurt, I may not have heard you right. Did you just say you're the best pure athlete in this business? Because there is no man more athletic in all of PTC than your boy, MVP. I am the big baller, the shot caller. I am a bucket and a half. I'm faster, I'm stronger, and I can last longer than anybody in pro wrestling, baby. Ask your wife. Kurt Hennig laughs and says, just because you make up a fake name to get the initials MVP doesn't make you one, son. I am the absolute perfect specimen. There is nobody that can match my athletic prowess, especially someone like you. MVP raises his eyebrows and says, someone like me? What do you mean someone like me? You know what? It don't matter. I've spent the better part of 30 years busting white, white asses in every sport known to man. Let's have a competition, one-on-one athletic challenges. What do you say, Kurt? Are you up for a challenge? Kurt hitting glasses and says, "Listen here, player, you're on." I thought that player. Was... He hits the yeah, real the, uh, yeah, hits,
1: hard. Hits the... <laughs> player, <laughs> he <laughs> said "er" in some other words too. <laughs>
0: um, so crap is crap <laughs> on rebellion. <laughs> I forgot he did that. <laughs> um. On, on Rebellion that week, uh, MVP and Kurt Henning have a bench press competition. MVP wins by benching more weight for more reps than Henning can. Henning says he gets to pick the next events because this was a fluke. Uh, on Livewire the next week, Kurt Henning hits more home runs in the home run derby than MVP can, but MVP challenges him to do a game of horse on Friday night. Rebellion sees a vignette of MVP uh, winning horse, but Kurt Henning challenges him to a real American sport, bowling. Kurt Hennig wins after bowling a perfect game, but MVP says he wants to challenge perfect to the true American pastime, football, one-on-one in the Oklahoma drill. Uh, MVP earns the victory in the Oklahoma drill, but Hennig challenges him to a swimming race during rebellion. This is like every show there's one vignette, basically. Um, Kurt Hennig wins the swimming race, but MVP says they aren't fish and the only real race is a foot race, so MVP challenges him to a 40-yard dash. MVP smokes Kurt Hennig in the 40-yard dash, but Hennig says it was supposed to be a sports, not random athletic trials, so he challenges them to a solo tennis match on Friday night. Kurt Hennig barely sneaks away with the victory in tennis, and MVP says they need one final competition to decide the winner and break the tie. MVP and Kurt Hennig agree to have an arm wrestling match on Saturday night, Alpha, live in the ring. So this is the go-home Alpha before the the pay-per-view. MVP and Kurt Henning struggle back and forth, but eventually MVP starts to gain the advantage. It looks like his victory victory is inevitable, but then Henning sweeps MVP's legs out from under him and begins assaulting him in the center of the ring. Perfect screams out that they will find out who the best athlete is tomorrow night on takeover, seek, and destroy in a singles match. So the match starts with a collar and elbow tie-up from uh, Mr. Perfect MVP. Uh, Perfect locks in a headlock. Um but MVP hit, like, shoots him off. They do a, another collar and elbow tie-up, and this time MVP gets the headlock, and Perfect shoots him off. One final uh, third third and final collar and elbow tie-up from uh, Mr. Perfect MVP, but Mr. Perfect hits an eye rake followed by a forearm smash and a kick to the gut. Uh, he then hits a standing head scissors and do a swinging knee strike uh, to MVP. MVP ends up fighting back with three... Uh, Forearm smashes, followed by a European uppercut, and then a clothesline. Uh, MVP hits a tripping... A tripping. Triple rolling German suplex, followed by a snap overhead belly to belly. Uh, Perfect pulls himself up in the corner, and then uh, MVP hits a player's boot. And then when uh, Perfect drops to his knees on the ground, he then hits a face wash. Uh, MVP does. Followed by a drive-by kick. Uh, MVP goes to pin him, but uh, Perfect kicks out. Uh, Later on in the match, Mr. Perfect locks in an Indian Deathlock, but MVP is able to get the rope break. Uh, There's a bridging belly-to-back suplex from uh, Perfect MVP, but MVP kicks out of the the pin. Perfect locks in a uh, sleeper hold and holds it for a while, but eventually MVP is able to get out of it. He then hits a... And Perfect hits a rolling neck slap, a snap followed by a rolling neck snap. Sorry. Um, he then tries to go to, for the penitent but kicks out again. MVP hits a snap scoop power slam followed by a flapjack and a face breaker knee smash. Uh, Mr. Perfect hits a hip toss followed by a diving drop kick and then a figure four leg lock. MVP is able to get the rope break. Uh, Mr. Perfect hits the perfect plex, uh, but kick out by MVP so a second perfect flex to MVP and Kurt Hennig uh Thompson shouts to the crowd about being the best in the the best in the perfect athlete. Um he turns around and gets hit by the play play of the day by MVP followed by a playmaker for the pin and the win. MVP wins.
2: Okay, so I'm going to be honest, I didn't care for the promos. <laughs> um, I I actually I didn't mind the vignettes The promos I didn't care for, Um, like I feel like the him saying "just ask your wife" was like, yeah, yeah, it felt cheesy. Um, I I actually kind of wish that you had Henning lose every single challenge and just slowly get more and more frustrated. (laughs) Um, I feel like that would have been better. Um, Overall, I think the match is good. I'm gonna give you a three point
1: five. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go next, and I want to hear your defense on this because I okay. know you're going to be posted up with one. But this feels like a blatant ripoff of his MVP story with Matt Hardy. I mean, this is that's not the first time that's ever happened either. Yeah. But you're using one of the same people. Kurt
0: Hennig's been in it too. thats I mean, the, Kurt Hennig and MVP both are characters built around being perfect athletes that can play any sport. I get that. So that's I mean, I don't have a
1: it, okay. I guess I don't have a defense for it. It's it just, just feels like um
0: things you know, get repeated it, all the time. The the hurt but, business and the beatdown plan are the same same thing in different companies. But, um
1: literally the same people too. Let me uh kind of put this in perspective, I guess. I feel like there wasn't enough to make this yours. Okay. I feel like this was very like Scratch out Matt Hardy, put Kurt Hennig, and...
0: I also don't remember that as well, to be honest with you. So I, can, I can't tell you... I if, I'm just going to have to I I love you.
1: the shit out of that when Matt Hardy and MVP did that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I can't... That's I really remember it happening, but anymore. I don't remember
0: the exact what happened. I remember them being a tag team. Yeah. So I don't remember... I don't remember what that was.
1: It it, it just feels a little bit... Uh, it feels... Well, I, I try not to originality police as much, because I get that it doesn't exist, you know? But I feel like this is one of those situations where you turn in an essay to turnitin.com and it's like 97% plagiarism um, I hmm, how mean am I got to be about this I'm sure it would be fun so I'll give it some points just because if I'm a viewer I'm still going to enjoy it but it's just it's going to feel like a reference not like an original storyline does Max Caster feel
0: like a reference to John Cena or does he feel like an original character uh, he's an original character, but because he does the same exact thing John Cena did, okay? but he comes <laughs> he's out not and rap- the
1: Same person in the same exact
0: feud they did ten years ago in a different company. But this that doesn't that didn't happen in my universe.
4: Well, with this is like, listen. So I, I get what you're listen. trying to say, John. But this is like, okay, imagine if John Cena and Max Castle went out it, and they're going week week after week rapping about each other. Yeah, is pretty it, pretty this cool. is the,
0: they both have the same gimmick essentially. MVP and Mr. Perfect yeah. are pretty much the same gimmick.
4: Yeah, it's just it's just. MVP is more modernized than,
0: yeah, in
1: black. in black. I, I just, I just feel like the way you did it, um, and like their week to weeks and like their competitions felt a lot like the Matt Hardy thing. Um, that's fair. I'm not. I'm not saying that it doesn't because I, I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, and I know that originality doesn't exist. Um, but I, I, I don't feel like you were trying to even give a guise of it. Um, I'm gonna. I'm going to be somewhat kind about this one, though, just because I'll be entertained. I'll give it a 2.5. Because okay. I would still watch it and enjoy it, but I'd be like, huh, uh, I'd rather have Matt Hardy here. Like, <laughs> That's the first time anyone's ever said they'd rather have
2: Matt Hardy over <laughs> Mr. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, say, that's wild. <laughs> that's a wild take.
4: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um... uh i agree with Jamon. i didn't really like the promos on that it kind of just felt like it was like go-to. they were generic yeah they were they were very no, yeah i, I really get that generic. yeah um it was supposed to be a goofy program so
0: i didn't know really I, I got it yeah i got it, it was, yeah it's supposed to be like okay and like, it's also it kind cool. of kind
4: of comic relief after having such a dark and heavy segment yeah yeah that's, that's what <laughs> I was right before to say that, that i was about to say i was gonna say it's supposed to be the to bring us back up after you know that yeah the, yeah after all that um Yeah, there wasn't really much to this. This is kind of mid, to be honest. Um, I'm just gonna go with a solid three. It was kind of like we—I mean, we kind of knew what was gonna happen. Like, it's gonna be a tie. When it's finally time to do the tiebreaker, then it's like, oh, time for it's gonna be a fight to to build up to the big match. So it's 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 just goofy. Like I I give it yeah yeah it really was. Um, I'm gonna go with a solid three. It was just it's mid. yeah, the match, it's not like the match really saved it either. It was just kind of like, huh, okay, they're both hitting their signature moves and stuff like that. But, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you have uh, MVP one. I like I prefer him over Mr. Perfect anyway. So, okay. yeah. I'm not mad at that.
2: But, All yeah, right. I think that's why I said having, like, Mr. Perfect losing every time would kind of have broken up the formulaic of back and forth, like, they're going to end up in a tie, and then the heel does gets. Is going to almost lose and then just
4: cheats or And then on top of that, if, if you do the, go that route, then it's like, okay, they're calling him Mr. Perfect. That it seems self-proclaimed now at this point because it's like, okay, you're not as perfect yeah. as you think you are because you're losing every week. Yeah. I get what you guys are saying. Can we hit an
0: ad so I can go get a drink? Yes. Because no. my throat is on fire. Unless it's a drink of rays.
2: Well, if you want your throat to be on fire, organic loving.
4: <laughs> oh, wow.
3: Your body and the bodies you're loving deserve nothing but the best. Organic Lovin' is the only adult subscription box that includes eco-friendly body products from body-safe adult toys to sex-positive books and erotic seminars. Organic Lovin''s online store has everything you and your partner or partners could ever need to heat things up. And right now, your friends at T13 Media want to take 10% off of your next order. Just go to OrganicLovin.com and use promo code T1, T-H-R-E-E like the sound the bed makes when you check out organic loving love organically purely deeply boldly
0: all right so the next match is the match we've all been waiting for um so on the first live wire after the pay-per-view sarah del rey is brought to the ring on her throne as she always is she gets in the ring and speaks smugly well 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 what do you know the mediocre at best wrestler that needs Io Shirai to carry her through a match. The woman that speaks like she is stuck at the Ren Fair is still the PTC Women's World Champion. You pathetic little dweebs with your Twitter posts and your podcasts try to rate the Queen's performance. You think that you were one... Hold on, sorry. You think that you are qualified to even experience, let alone judge the greatness that is Sarah Del Rey? No, 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 no! No! You don't get to the satisfaction of judging me for being better than you peasants. I am more than qualified to be deemed the greatest of all time, yet you mock me from behind your keyboards. You mock me on your little <laughs> podcast to get views. You mock me as though I'm not here, but alas, I do. And just like all of the charlatans in the back, each and every one of you will submit to the queen. So the next week on... Uh, Live Ray
4: versus the Keyboard Warriors of the <laughs> <week.
0: laughs> me Gimmick uh, infringement. <laughs> uh, no, this is a speci- these are specific Keyboard Warriors. She's going at. We'll <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: well, so specific Keyboard Warriors could have some words for her too in a few minutes. <laughs> so you just wait. <laughs>
0: uh, for the second week in a row, Sarah Del Rey is carried to the ring to speak to the masses. You know, I've spent quite a while ascending to the top of the mountain. I gave my blood, my sweat, my tears, time with my family. I have broken bones. I have torn muscles and ligaments. I have missed Christmases and birthdays. I never called in sick. I never let you down, and yet you boo me. Yet you talk about the queen behind her back. You bash the queen on social media. You speak into your microphones, ill words towards the throne to your audience of nobody. But the queen always hears. Why do you make me flaunt my greatness to show your inferiority? Why do you taunt me when you know I am better? Why do you do this to yourselves? I spent so long bottling who I am inside of me, trying to win you over, trying to be seen as common folk like each and every one of you, but no more. I am nothing like you. I am better than you. In time, you will see all of that. In time, all will submit to the queen. Uh, so then on rebellion that week she's carded out to the ring again i've spent a long time thinking about what you all have said had to say about me i think about your negative comments every night as i try to slumber i think about your harsh words first thing when i awake why do you hate what you cannot fathom you hate me for my greatness you hate me for being the person that you could never be you are fools every last one of you is a sniveling fool How dare you judge me? How dare you chant at me? How dare you post these treacherous words towards the throne? How dare you challenge my greatness? I am the world champion. I am the queen of professional wrestling. I am the greatest woman to ever live. You are merely mortals doomed to live mediocre lives lost to oblivion. How dare you believe you have any idea what it's like to hoist the world on your shoulders as I do each and every night? Send me your chosen champions as you did with Nikki Bella, as you did with Io Shirai. Because like them, whoever your chosen champion is does not matter. Because in the end, they all submit to the queen. Uh, Lekul has a tag team match against some local talents. They squash him and then Sarah Del Rey gets in the ring uh, to address the crowd after Cool has met with booze. You boo them because you can't explain their greatness. Your feeble minds can't fathom even a fraction of my greatness when it is presented to you through my royal guard. You boo us because you could never, ever be us. Shout your negativity, shout your objections, shout your fear, shout your anger because the lion does not lose sleep over the opinions of sheep like you. I am a lion. I am fierce. I am proud. I am the greatest woman to ever live. Boo me now, but soon you will all Submit to the Queen. Uh, Sarah Del Rey... This is an old rebellion that week. Uh, Sarah Del Rey is carted to the ring again to talk to the crowd. Uh, I am here tonight not to chastise you, not to scream and shout and debate with you. I am here instead to use my birthright. I am going to issue a royal decree. For the word of the Queen, any segments or matches that feature Her Royal Highness shall not receive any rating on any scale lesser than a 4.5 out of 5. Oh, they will. All tweeters, (laughs) podcasters, and audience members may only speak compliments of the queen. There will be no more boos. There will be no more judgments. There will be no more ill will towards the throne. As the queen has decreed it, violators of this decree will be dealt with swiftly and decisively. As I keep telling you, one way... Or another, everyone submits to the queen. Uh, On uh, Livewire, Sarah Del Rey is carted out to the ring per usual, but this time she's wearing noise-canceling headphones. She says, I am glad to hear no booze tonight. Del Rey (laughs) says this, but the crowd is drowning her in booze. (laughs) I am glad that all of you know your place and know where you belong. I'm glad to hear you have no qualms and are adjusting magnificently to the royal decree. Sarah Del Rey laughs maniacally in the ring. Then Manami Toyota's music hits, and out she comes. Sarah Del Rey looks baffled as she throws her headphones on the ground in a fit of rage. Toyota grabs the mic and uh, steps up to Del Rey. Sarah, what has happened to you? Sarah Del Rey looks furious and confused. What has happened to me? I stepped to the plate and I hit a home run, Manami. I dug deep inside myself and I birthed a star. I became the queen of professional wrestling. I became the world champion. I became the greatest woman on the planet. What happened to me is monumental growth. What has happened to me is a historic rise. What has happened to me is that I became the woman I was always destined to become, but was too scared to unleash. Toyota looks at the ground, shaking her head, and then she looks up and she meets eyes with Del Rey with a look of sadness and disappointment. Sarah, what has happened to my friend? You once were a prodigy, one of the greats, but now you're childish and ill-tempered. You live inside a fantasy that you created in your own head. This title does not make you. You make the title, but unfortunately, you're making the title look like a joke with your actions. Someone needs to bring you back to reality. I prayed it would not come to this, but Sarah Del Rey, I am challenging you to a match for the Women's World Championship at TakeOver Seek and Destroy. Sarah Del Rey laughs openly and dismissively in Toyota's face. Manami, if you win your if you win your match against the chain of Baszler tonight, then I'll allow you to challenge me. But be careful what you wish for, old friend, because even the great Minami Toyota will submit to the Queen. Uh, Baszler and Toyota tear the house down later that night with their match. Uh, but after a jo- Japanese Ocean Queen B bomb to Baszler, Toyota is ripped from the ring uh, by the Royal Guard. Sarah del Ray cracks Toyota with a chair to the skull, and the four hears t- four heels tear Toyota apart. Uh, Del Rey rolls in the ring and grabs a microphone. I told you anyone who speaks treacherous to the throne will be dealt with swiftly and decisively. You will all submit to the Queen. Uh, that week on Rebellion, Sarah Del Rey is carded out the ring and she is joined not only by the usual Royal Guard but also Shayna Baszler. My Royal Subjects, please allow me to introduce you to the newest member of the Royal Guard. The Submission Magician... Shayna Baszler. Shayna has been working tirelessly to weed out those that are unworthy to face the queen of professional wrestling for the Women's World Championship. For that, Shayna, I say you're welcome. I am glad I was able to give you a spot on my Royal Guard and that you so wisely accepted. Shayna, I want to reward you. I believe at TakeOver, Seek and Destroy, you should be allowed to challenge the queen for the World Championship. I believe... Sarah Del Rey is interrupted by Manami Toyota, who runs to the ring with a baseball bat. Uh, Sarah Del Rey escapes, but her royal guard get cracked in, with shots to the ribs and spine. Finally, uh, Toyota smashes the Royal Throne and shouts out to Del Rey that she is her reality check. Uh, after we get back from commercial, Travis t is seen backstage as Sarah Del Rey shouts at him that Toyota is a lunatic. Listen, Sarah, I have an idea on how to solve this problem. At TakeOver Seek and Destroy... You're gonna honor the deal you gave Minami Toyota and Livewire, and you're gonna defend that world championship against her. You see, because when you got Shayna Baszler disqualified, you actually won the match for Minami Toyota. So now you've made your royal bed, Queen, lie in it. So the match starts with stiff forearm smashes from Del Rey to Toyota. Um, then both of them end up like you know how they do the like the punches thing. They both do that, but they're just laying in like stiff, hard uh, forearm smashes to the face. Uh Delray grabs two hands of hair and just headbutts butts Delray or Toyota, I'm sorry. Followed by a shoot kick and then a Samoan drop. Um Delray goes for a uh power bomb, but Manami hits a or hits a Manami roll, which is like she jumps over the you put her up for the power bomb and she jumps over and hits a sunset flip, basically. Um Toyota hits a missile uh drop kick which sends uh, Del Rey's uh, crashing to the outside. Um, Toyota hits a no-hand springboard somersault suicide plancha, uh, followed by an Aztec suplex on the outside. Um, Toyota gets onto the apron and hits a diving missile dropkick to the outside. Later on in the match, there's a spike pile driver from Del Rey to Toyota. She goes for a penitent, but she uh, Toyota kicks out, followed by a release powerbomb from Del Rey. Um, Toyota hits an avalanche trap, sunset flip, power bomb. Uh, she then hits a Japanese ocean suplex, and goes for a pin. She follows up with a Japanese ocean cyclone suplex. Um, if you guys are gonna ask me what these are, go ahead and start looking them up now, cause they there's like five variations, and it's no, I'm not. I'm gonna have to. I'd have to look them up to figure out what the differences are, but they're cool moves. Just so you know, um. <laughs> <laughs> Toyota goes for a pin, but Del Rey kicks out. Uh, Toyota hits a victory star drop, followed by a Japanese ocean bomb. Um, LeCoult pulls Toyota out of the ring. Uh, Toyota hits an underhook suplex onto Layla, followed by a... But McCool hits a double axe handle to the back of Toyota. Um, Michelle McCool goes for a faith breaker, but uh, Toyota... Trip, reverses it into a back body drop. Toyota ducks under a chair shot from Layla, which then hits Michelle McCool. Uh, Toyota hits a Japanese Ocean Queen B-bomb on Layla. Del Rey hits a suicide drop kick to Toyota, uh, followed by an axe kick. She then hits a bridging fallaway slam into the steel steps onto Toyota. Del Rey hits a royal butterfly and goes for a, a pen attempt in the ring. This is later in the match. Um, but Toyota kicks out. Both women look like they've given it all in the middle of the ring, and Sarah Del Rey starts to to break down in the middle of the ring. Toyota uh, sees this and sees that Sarah Del is finally coming back to reality, and she feels like she's. I mean, she, her friend is coming back, uh, and she embraces her friend in the in the middle of the ring. And they sit. They're sitting there like hugging in the middle of the ring. Uh, but then Del Rey hit eye gouges Toyota and locks in a crossface plata and makes Toyota submit. And she rolls out of the ring laughing and holding her
1: title up. All right. Um, well, the first thing I'm going to say is that... Hit me with it. She's not getting the rating she wants. <laughs> 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 um, I, I'll i say this is... It's better. Like, her promos and like everything are much more fun this time. Like, her last go-around, I dreaded going mm-hmm. through her, her build. This go around, I don't. Uh, I actually somewhat enjoyed myself. Um, it's still corny, but <laughs> it's not weird.
4: Uh, I mean, every King gimmick is low key corny if you think
1: about it. Yeah, yeah, but it's like not.
4: A- hey, King Booker was not corny. Some King- of it was. King- <laughs> some of it was, but we enjoyed Fuck. it. King, like, King Booker but, made it made, made a dumb gimmick. It made it enjoyable. This it is making
1: me. it more. This is leaning. It's going the right direction. Um. Sorry to get that out. I'm gonna give this a 3.5. It's going in the right direction.
0: Hey, I'm 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 winning on that alone.
1: And in terms of Sarah Del Rey's build, is yeah, what I'm saying. Because I thought she asked she asked it up last time. She she her stuff got better.
2: Um, I kind of like I kind of wish that you like a week or two earlier had introduced Toyota because I feel like you kind of dragged out. Her coming to the ring, cutting pretty much a very similar yeah. promo every That's week. Fair. I do, I did enjoy the noise canceling headphones. I thought that was so f- <laughs> I laughed
0: my ass off when I typed that in. I was like, this is great. <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> um, I also
2: wish you kind of like explored more into like their past relationship. Like, even if you just yeah. said like there was a vignette where it yeah. talks about like how they've had matches in the past, because like if I was just a viewer and I didn't know who they were like who Toyota was, I would be confused. I'll get So fair. um I think the match would be really good. So I'm gonna give you a four.
4: Okay. Okay. Um I would say basically her promos were a little in my opinion were weaker. But I did I think the the noise canceling headphones in my opinion is what saved the uh, promo in my opinion. No, just the, just the whole build, in my opinion, I thought okay. that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> the match, it was kind of the eh, match was and then the the uh, actual. I've Toyota was kind of corny to me too. I don't know. I at this I don't know. I just gave it a solid three.
0: Okay.
4: Um, so you know where I was at with that one yeah i think i think it could have been it could have been there could have been spots that come in a lot better in the in the build but like I said noise cancer headphones that was definitely some great hill shit i would will definitely give you that
0: appreciate it all right so next match i think we only got three more matches guys so let's get through this hell yeah three more um <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm going, i'm flying compared to the last last time yeah
2: last time we so. we'd be on match number three but yeah game
0: i was say I'm I'm flying right you now. <laughs> haven't, you have improved on your time, so I'll I'm trying say. to cut down time, and I'm trying to even next show be a little bit more concise and more. I'm just figuring it out still. Um, so, uh, on Alpha, the first week after the pay per view, Jamie Noble wins a triple threat match against Ultimo Dragon and Takamichi Noku. Oh damn, that's like um,
1: 2003.
0: I that. <laughs> um, later that night, Daniel Bryan comes out to talk about his win at Takeover One Shot at Glory. Daniel Bryan holds the title above his head and says. Uh, this is Alpha, as the crowd goes wild. Daniel Bryan then says, On Sunday I went to war and I had the the toughest fight of my career. I bled, I cried, I felt pain I have never felt before, and for the first time in this title reign, I feared losing my belt. Hats off to AJ Styles, you almost had me. Excuse me. But luckily for me, almost just isn't good enough. Now, I would love to say that I am coming out here tonight to continue to be a fighting champion. And issue an open challenge. But the fact of the matter is I'm still injured. And T has asked me not to wrestle tonight. But I wanted to come out here and say thank you for standing by my side each and every time I go to war. I bleed for you. I cry for you. I win for you. The crowd hits uh, dueling. This is Alpha and yes, yes, yes Chance, as Daniel Bryan heads backstage. Uh, The next week on Alpha... Uh, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk put on an 18-minute classic. Towards the end of the match, Bryan goes for a Busaiku knee, but Punk dodges it, uh, forcing Bryan to hit the ref unintentionally. Uh, Punk hits Bryan with the GTS but can't get a pinfall because the ref is out cold. When Punk turns around, he is hit with an Ottoman Gurus Club to the skull by Muhammad Hassan, uh, followed by a tower drop. Asylum slinks up the ramp. Uh, Daniel Bryan and the ref come to, and Bryan hits Punk with a Busaiku knee for the pin and the win. Wait, 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 wait i maybe I forgot that I
2: must have forgot this about uh Muhammad Hassan's finisher being called the tower
0: drop. No, I haven't. I mean, that's the first time you've heard of that. You'll get okay. More of that. So you I, mean, I can that? tell you what it is. What did what is you come it? up with that? Yes, I did come up with that. Ugh. <laughs> when, when you, it's, it? a, it's a vertical suplex, a stalling vertical suplex dropped into a sit out power bomb,
1: bro. You cannot be doing that. I did
0: <laughs> okay. Ugh. That shit goes hard. Look at look it up after this. That, that is that a, shit goes hard. Name, <laughs> the thinking of the move itself. It's funny. It does go hard. I think I've <laughs> seen that
4: move in Japan. Like it's, it's I say they, they
0: people do it. There's like, it's not very common, but there are people that have done it. Um where's that? Okay, so Livewire week three. Livewire opens with Daniel Bryan in the ring. He says, First things first, CM Punk. I had no idea of Asylum's interference on Saturday night. I am a fair competitor. If you want a rematch, Punk, you got it. Now, I know you guys all want to know, Daniel, what's next? Who will be the challenger for the PTC Undisputed Cruiserweight Championship? Well, I think before he finishes his sentence, Jamie Noble's music hits, and out he comes walking down the ramp. I'll tell you what's next, Danny. See what's next is you're gonna put that pretty belt on the line <laughs> against the redneck Messiah Jamie Noble. I almost hit a it, fucking it, Dusty it, Rosa. It, it, almost done. It, it, you I I
2: hit, really hit a dusty yeah, you, did.
0: you definitely did. No, I was like, almost. Dusty. Did. Oh, did I did I really hit a dusty? You okay. You definitely did. <laughs> yeah, you oh, turned with a daddy. I almost did. I know. Um, hold on, let me let me figure out where the fuck I was now. I'll tell you I can't even do that that fucking thing without hitting that dusty. See, what's next is you're going to put that purdy belt on the line against the redneck Messiah, Jamie Noble. See, I done whooped all these other cruiserweights from Timbuktu to Tuscaloosa. Now, boy, it's time for me and you to get it on. Daniel smiles and goes to respond, but before he can, Hushin Liger's music hits, and out he comes. Liger looks at Brian and to Noble and finally says, The American Dragon versus Hushin Thunder Liger. Dream match. Let's do it. Jamie Noble is instantly pissed. Now, listen here, you ugly catfish-looking bastard. This here is America. We don't do that cutting-in-line bullshit that y'all probably do wherever you're from, all right? This ain't no damn welfare line, so go on about your business before I call ICE to, to deport you out of mine. Now, Danny, let's talk business, because I'm thinking about investing in a new well, bar fucker, called the Dirty what? Spoon. And I think there's a
1: chance— What? Did you just said all that? Yes. <laughs> Oh Let me now. God. I gotta
0: restart because I gotta say it again because but... <laughs> well, you interrupted me. You say shit like that and expect no reaction. <laughs>
1: like...
0: Now, you listen, you ugly catfish looking bastard. This here is America, and we don't do that cutting in line bullshit that y'all probably do wherever you're from. All right, this ain't no damn welfare lines going about your business. For I call ICE to deport you from mine. Now, Danny, let's talk business because I'm thinking about investing in a new bar called the Dirty Spoon, and I think a championship <laughs> bonus would be a good down payment for my share of the business. What do you say? You want to put that title on the line against the redneck Messiah at TakeOver Seek and Destroy? Brian responds to both men. Look, guys, I know how we can settle this. Houston Thunder Liger versus Jamie Noble in a number one contenders match tonight. The winner faces me at TakeOver Seek and Destroy. Good luck, gentlemen. Liger seems to be happy with this, but Noble is throwing a fit in the ring. Uh, Noble and Liger put on a Cruiserweight Classic, but after 29 minutes, the match was declared a television time limit draw because it was the end of the show, and there was no t- no time left. Leaving fans wondering who will face off against Brian at the pay-per-view.
2: <laughs> so, I just need to say this. Jamie Noble calling, telling a Japanese wrestler that he's going to call Ice is <laughs> so,
1: so random. And, and it gives me a being on welfare, like... They historically make more money than. He's an idiot. <laughs> he's, he's the a dumb, he's dumb a, heel. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what you mean? It's I know that's why it's he's funny. Right. That's the pro- That's why you're booing him. <laughs> I know. I, I'm I'm, sa- I'm just pointing that out because it's it's like part of the humor of it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, on Rebellion, Jamie Noble and Hush Lager are boasting in Travis <laughs> T's office, arguing about who gets the chance to face Brian. So Brian walks in and says he will be always be a fighting champion. He's going to face both men in a triple threat match.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know how I want to do this. I don't know how I want you to do this either. Quite frankly, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna say it. So this this gives a little bit of a spoiler for my main event program. So just keep that in mind. Um. So there is a uh, match for Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk versus Gregory Helms versus Shelton Benjamin in a Fatal Four Way. Um, the four baby, baby faces have a classic Fatal Four Way that keeps a frenetic pace the entire time. Uh, eventually, Muhammad Hassan and Asylum interfere in the match to take out CM Punk. The other babyfaces won't let this happen, and the match devolves into a brawl of the babyfaces versus Asylum. Eventually, Jamie Noble runs out and attacks Daniel Bryan, and those two brawl while Paul Orndorff comes out with a steel chair in hand and lays into Gregory Helms. Eventually, the heels at the, uh, get the upper hand and start to dominate. Muhammad Hassan hits a CM Punk with a tower drop through the announce table. Finally, Scott Hall and Hushin Thunderlager. Hit the ring to make the save for the Babyfaces, Asylum, Jamie Noble, and Paul Orndor- oh, Orndorff. All flee as Scott Hall and Hushin Liger stand tall looking after the, baby- the other Babyfaces. Um, so on Livewire that following week, uh, Primetime Trav- T comes out and- at the start of the show and he looks pissed. Saturday night, my main event for Alpha got bastardized into a barroom brawl between 11 of my top talents. This brawl ended up seeing CM Punk go through an announced table, becoming injured, and jeopardizing his chances to compete in the Elimination Chamber. I am allowing Punk to take this injury day by day, and we will make a decision to either allow him to compete or replace him in the Elimination Chamber, depending on his condition, after this week's episode of Alpha. Now, I will not tolerate this going forward. We are in a rough-and-tumble business where problems get settled physically, but having my main event escalate into a common street brawl, watching my arenas get destroyed, watching a man's opportunity and his career be jeopardized is not something I take lightly. So tonight, 10 of those 11 men will be able to settle their differences. Tonight's main event will be Daniel Bryan, Scott Hall, Hushin Thunder Liger, Gregory Helms, and Shelton Benjamin against Muhammad Hassan, Jamie Noble, Nikita Koloff, Paul Orndorff, and Rusev in a five-on-five tag team match. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready for Tuesday Night Livewire. Uh, so the ten the ten-man tag team match is the uh, main event. It's a fairly standard match where everybody's. I mean, it's getting it's a longer match where everybody's getting their moves in and everything. Um. Scott Hall ends up gets the pin for uh, his team victory after hitting Paul Orndorff with the Razor's edge. After the match, however, Hassan and the Asylum attack babyfaces with weapons. Hassan is cracking them with his Ottoman Gers Club, and Rusev and Nikita Kolov are swinging chains as their weapon of choice. After clearing out the ring, Hassan and Asylum take Scott Hall to the outside and set him up for a tower drop through the announce desk. But Colt of Personality plays and outspread CM Punk. Koloff and Rusev meet him on the ramp, but <clears throat> Punk takes both men out with the lead. Or with a lead pipe. I don't know why I said with the lead. Uh, lead pipe he carried down from the back. Hassan and Punk meet in the ring, and both men are trading stiff right hands. But Punk gets the upper hand. Punk hoists Hassan into the air and delivers the GTS. The show closes with Punk standing, stall, standing tall, eliminating any doubt on whether or not he will compete at TakeOver, Seek, and Destroy. So a lot of that was around the main event, more so <laughs> than this match. But there Daniel Bryan and Hoosh and Liger and Jamie Noble were in the match. Um and so that week on Rebellion. Hushin Liger is in the ring with a microphone. It is an honor to fight against such a respected champion like Daniel Bryan. When I look at him, this man, I see pro wrestling. When I look at this man, I see a legend. But on Sunday, I must see him as my enemy. Daniel, I hope you know that I respect you and adore you, but on Sunday, I must injure your reign so my time can begin. Daniel Bryan walks out and talks to Liger. Hushin, the respect and admiration are mutual, as are our intentions this Sunday. I expect a war... I want you at your very best because I want to be pushed to be my very best. I am honored to share the ring with you Sunday night. Good luck, old friend. As the two shake hands, Jamie Noble's music hits, and he walks out with a microphone in hand. God dang it, will you, will you two lover boys calm down? We're supposed to be fighting, not freak-a-leaking. Jeezy, peace. <laughs> I ain't never seen boys sweet as you two fellas since I saw Who Writes the Scripts for BBW. Look, I ain't honored to <laughs> <work>. <laughs>
4: Just do Look, start. I ain't
0: honored to whoop neither one of your tails, but I'm going to do it anyway. I need the fortune. I need the fame. Now tell me, what's the tougher to kill? A rabid raccoon in the corner of your shed or the redneck messiah when he's on the mission? I tell you what, it ain't the coon. I'll see you boys on Sunday.
1: He <laughs> should not be saying that word.
0: Yeah, that word is banned. I banned
2: that word on tw- on Twitter already. Oh, my God. He's, he's talking saying, about it. Right you. Double- you, yeah, <laughs>
1: you are
0: so close to a hard R.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not saying anything. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> he's Travis, gonna say Jamie Denver, Noble says, This that. is trash. He's Milken gonna his, say the word, guys, right here. Yeah, he's saying the <laughs> word. If, if he, he said, pauses say and says, Now Kenny and DeMone, you know where it's going. <laughs> he said, I didn't say it. Jamie Noble did. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh shit.
0: Um, so the match starts, and instantaneously, Jamie Noble kicks uh, Dan O'Brien in the balls with a little blow. Um, he ducks under the clothesline. Coming from um, Hushin Liger and hits him with the kitchen sink, th- kitchen sink knee to the stomach, uh, followed by a buckle bomb into the uh, turnbuckles onto the Hushin Liger. Uh, when he turns around, he gets hit by a Busaiku knee from Daniel Bryan, uh, but he Jamie Noble ducks under it, or I'm sorry, throws Hushin Liger in front of him, not ducks under it, and Hushin Liger is the one that actually ends up getting hit. Daniel Bryan gets beat down by um, Jamie Noble and he gets. H- Put into the trailer hitch. Eventually. uh Liger breaks that submission up. And then hits a shooting star press onto Jamie Noble. Uh, he goes for a pin. But Daniel Bryan breaks the pin up. Hushen Liger hits a brain buster onto Daniel Bryan. Uh, later in the match. Uh, oh I'm sorry. Um, Jamie Noble hits a rack. Into a hot shot to the outside. Uh, to Hushen Liger. He then Irish whips. uh Daniel Bryan over the top rope, uh, but Daniel Bryan catches himself on the apron. Jamie Noble hits a dropkick, uh, sending Daniel Bryan crashing to the outside. Jamie Noble hits a suicide-diving plancha onto both men. Jamie Noble rips up the protective mat, exposing the concrete, and hits a tombstone piledriver onto the concrete onto Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan is bleeding now. Um, he, Hoosian th- uh, Liger then hits a snap powerbomb onto Jamie Noble onto the cra- concrete floor, followed by a, a crash-thunderbuster- Onto the ring apron. Houston Liger hits a stardust press. Onto Jamie Noble for a pen attempt. But uh, Daniel Bryan pulls Liger out of the ring. Liger gets into Bryan's face. And the two start arguing and screaming at each other. Uh, they both. Uh, or Daniel Bryan hits a stiff knife edge chop to Liger. And then Liger hits a stiff knife edge chop to um, Bryan. And then they start exchanging uh, chops. Daniel Bryan finally ducks under uh, one of the chops. And pushes Liger's face into the <clears throat> Steel ring post. Daniel Bryan goes for a uh, Busai knee, but is reversed into a pop-up powerbomb from Jamie Noble. Jamie Noble hits a rope-hung DDT uh, on the Daniel Bryan. Later in the match, Daniel Bryan hits a super belly-to-back suplex on the Hushin Liger. Um, there's alternating quarter drop kicks. So on one corner is, like, Jamie Noble's resting in the corner, and the other corner, Hushin Liger's resting in the corner, and Daniel Bryan's running back and forth, hitting drop kicks on both of them. <clears throat> um, but at one point, uh, while he's coming at Jamie Noble, Jamie Noble ducks out of the way to, to get out of the way. And, uh, Daniel Bryan runs up the turnbuckle and does a, a corner backflip over Jamie Noble and then hits a lariat takedown. Later in the match, there's, uh, Dale, Jamie Noble and Houston Liger are both on their knees facing each other and Daniel Bryan's doing alternating yes kicks to them. Uh... At one point, there's an avalanche brain buster from Hushen Liger to Daniel Bryan to the outside of the ring. So he's on the top turnbuckle and hits a brain buster to the outside. Um, (laughs) Avalanche tiger driver from Jamie Noble to Hushen Liger. Uh, Jamie Noble locks Hushen Liger into a a tarantula. And while he's in the tarantula, uh, Daniel Bryan's kicking Hushen Liger in the chest with yes kicks. Um, finally, there's a Busaiku knee from Daniel Bryan to Jamie Noble, and then he locks in the LaBelle lock on Hushin Liger, and Hushin Liger taps out. Daniel Bryan retains. I'm
1: going to start. Uh, the matchup had so much going for it. Like, if you just tell me the matchup and the match, it has so much going for it. And then you add all this shit up before it. It's like, it's like you bake a perfect lasagna, and then you put shit frosting on top mm. uh, i i i didn't <laughs> like that uh, i will there will be some audacity coins I, I will say
0: this he's he's like the stereotypical like prototypical ignorant heel like there's no redeeming qualities about him
1: i understand this yeah. i'm surrounded by these people daily in oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> i think we'll say on here i was gonna say wow anyways it, I think it just went too far. There's going to be some Audacity coins. Okay. But I feel like a lot of those promos were just fishing for Audacity coins. <laughs> like, it was like, I, what what wild shit could I say and get away with? Uh, and, um... I think he's right back. <laughs> we're not all like that. <laughs>
0: well, he is. <laughs> are
2: you
1: from California? Just 98% <laughs> of us are. <laughs> Uh, Any, I hate that. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> the match itself is. So add
0: add my fifty cents to this. You said you were gonna give me fifty cents extra. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever number you have in your head, add fifty cents to that. <laughs> it's still not. <laughs> so I feel like be this great. is the worst one. I feel like this is gonna be the worst one.
2: So
1: <laughs> come back to me. I need a minute.
2: For okay. This I'm gonna give you a four. Okay. We would have gotten to five if Jamie Noble won. Wrong person won. <laughs> Jamie, no- <laughs> Jamie Noble should have done some heel shit and like or like had um, like Daniel Bryan hit the hit the by, I cannot pronounce that. The psyche. The knee. The knee. Go ahead. Yeah. Hit yeah. wow. hit the knee and then have him like throw Daniel Bryan out of the ring and steal the pin and like steal the championship.
0: Thought, definitely.
1: Gonna have somebody say the end of his show. <laughs> I, I thought about
0: that. I thought about that, but I knew that John was gonna be so disgruntled by the Jamie Noble character that I couldn't have him win. Like, I like, I I think fuck I, John would have given character. me a zero. I, like, I fucked I fuck
2: <laughs> with the Jamie Noble character because it makes sense. He's a redneck. He's gonna say dumb shit.
0: He's a caricature <laughs> of... I also imagine him walking around and like... His his like mid two thousands like tank yeah, like top, like yeah. but with a MAGA hat on.
2: Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. He definitely like, yeah. He's a
0: redneck. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's, an idiot. he's, an, he's yeah. an idiot. He probably has a Confederate yeah. flag like on his
1: right. fucking gear.
2: Yeah, that's what I imagine. So, I wanted you to lean into it and have him win the title. I think uh, it would On been one enjoyed.
1: hand, I you know it was fun and it was executed well. So, like I said, this actually I didn't is, get too offensive. This isn't going to be my worst rating of the night. My worst rating of the night was the 1.5, and I think it's going to be better than that. By how much? Wait, when did you yet. give him
0: um, 1.5? I... You gave me a 1.5 for... No, you gave me, have... me a 2. Yeah, uh, you gave, you gave two for... For...
1: You didn't give... I was say, I don't have any 1.5s oh. on here. Oh, okay. That was two, 2 for Tyler Breeze. That's right.
0: Because he doesn't like Jay Briscoe.
1: Well, it's not that I hate Jay Briscoe, but I gave you my reasons. Uh... <laughs> Damn. Then this might not. This might be the worst one. Then. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna give this a 1.75 and a $1. dollar fifty of that's just the match, and then the 25 cents is your audacity coins. <laughs> this is okay. You, you yeah, just 1. took. 1. It, 7, four, and and a then four. you prefaced this with the side note of Muhammad Asad's fucking finisher name. <laughs> 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 you
4: didn't.
1: You didn't take it far enough. You
0: just went every <laughs> wrong turn. Hey, trust me. There's a lot more PTC to come.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Well, apparently this is the TCW outtakes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's not quite as redundant or as convoluted. What did what did Kenny get me? Oh, I was. Hey, hey, hey! I, hey, 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 oh, god, I didn't know hey, you give me
2: anything. The, whoa, whoa! Why whoa, like that shot? Calling it convoluted and I
0: revoluted. told you that you you get, you picked the most convoluted match types last time. Okay, <laughs> I
2: did. But still winning. <laughs> redundant.
0: Redundant was the wrong word. I meant to say convoluted. So I, I'll take back the redundant.
2: I have a high IQ to like TCW. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, I don't have a score yet. Um, I feel
0: like it's opposite the bone. you want me to talk shit about the bone for a while? You want me and the to go back and forth? Like, <laughs> no, I'm
4: just trying to think like with everything I just heard. Because yeah. I'm not mad at the character, because I see what you're trying to do with Jamie Noble character, having to be the ignorant country bumpkin. Yeah, and you got ah, yeah. it just kind of, even though you have him, it just kind of felt like we already knew he was gonna lose. This was just, I don't okay. know, uh, him, Jamie uh, Noble? Noble. Yeah, we 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 saw him losing. So, that's... <laughs> or at least I did. I saw he was gonna lose.
0: Um, if I if I did the whole like the whole matchup. He gets more offense in than anybody. Like he looks like a real threat the entire match. But I only gave you high spots because
4: I wanted to be concise. Yeah, I'm gonna with a. It's not exact. It's a little. It's a little weaker than mid. Um, I'm gonna go with a 2.5. With a solid 2.5. Push, (laughs) Jamie.
3: Yeah, it, was it, was, it was. it call wasn't. Bad he was it wasn't called. <laughs> would you Would you
0: give me a five if I if Jamie
4: Noble would have won? No, he probably okay. would no, sure. it, it, have got. I just
0: want to say No, he probably would have got a,
1: maybe a two point six. So I wouldn't have been. <laughs> but, yeah. the gotcha. in his college ball jersey encouraging racism. He's really ready for the south. <laughs> 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 um, all
0: right, two more matches, guys. So we've got. Uh, <laughs> shit, what was to say? So the first week of Livewire, What's up?
4: funny. I just laugh every time you do like all right, guys, three more matches. <laughs> <laughs> um so, shit, now I lost my play. Okay,
0: so uh first week of live wire, uh Umaga and Haku uh give Ron Simmons and Rocky Johnson a um rematch for their um championships. It's the same result though Myro gets the pinfall. Uh, later in the the night, Lance Storm is seen in Travie T's office asking for a number one contenders match, saying he won uh, he has won his last ten matches and deserves a shot. Travie T says he is impressed with Lance Storm's streak, and maybe he does deserve a chance to earn a title uh, shot. Before he, he can say anything, you hear a man in the distance say, "Well, I'll be damned."
1: Oh my God!
0: Both Lance Storm and Travity T look confused. The camera pans over to James Storm standing with a beer. Is that my big brother Lance? What do you know? Looks like we're finally in the same company at the same time. How you been? Lance puts his head in his hands and is visibly annoyed from seeing James Storm. Travy T breaks the silence from Lance. Brothers? You two are brothers. James Storm takes a swig of his beard and says, Well, half brothers, but if you got a drop of my blood in you, you're kin to me. I haven't seen my big brother in quite a long time. Lance finally speaks up James, will you please leave us alone? We are discussing something very big for my career. James replies, uh, yeah, Lancey, we'll catch up soon. See you later tonight. James takes a swig of beer and starts to head off. Travi T stops him. Cowboy, wait a minute. Lance, you have earned a chance at the number one contenders match, and you'll get one. Next week in the main event of Livewire, Lance Storm will face Rusev and Nikita Koloff alongside his new tag team partner, his brother, Cowboy James Storm. James Storm starts celebrating and the Travy walks walks away as Landstorm looks shocked and disgruntled. Uh, later that night, you see Landstorm in his dressing room stretching and getting ready for the match. In walks James Storm, uh, uh, beer in his hand, yelling about how fired up he is and how he can't wait to finally uh, tag with his big brother. Lance stomps, stops him quickly. James, will you please be serious for a minute? Get your head in the game. This is the biggest moment of my career. When I asked for a number one contenders match, I never imagined I would end up fighting for a chance at the tag titles. That they're the most dominant champions in our company. If we get through Rusev and Kolov, and that's a big if, we will stand toe-to-toe with two monsters. Umag and Haku have spent the last 12 months ripping their opponents limb from limb. If we want to have any chance, I need you at your best. I need you focused. I need you to... James cuts him off. Lancey boy, chill out.
4: Lancey boy.
0: James takes a swig of beer and continues. You're a great wrestler, but you know I am, too. Stop worrying about all the other bullshit going on. Go out there, feel the crowd, and just have some fun. You don't have to be, wow, I'm so damn tight, brother. Lance shakes his head. James, oh, we have wild. never tagged, right. tagged before. They're about to go
3: <laughs> to the <turn laughs> spoon.
0: What'd you say, Damone? I said, is running wild. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
0: he said, James, we have never tagged before. Koloff and Rusev have been tagged Tearing through the tag team division. We're lucky to be here. I can't afford to let you ruin my moment, my streak, and take my chances at gold away from me. James and Lance stare at each other stone-faced until James raises his beer, takes a swig, and smiles ear to ear. James slaps his hands on onto uh, Lance's chest and screams, Woo! You got me fired up! James chugs the rest of his beer and openly ponders what their tag name should be. Eye of the Storm? Them Storm Boys. The Storms. Thunder and Lightning. James walks out, still pondering aloud, while the camera pans to a frustrated and defeated-looking Lance Storm. Uh, on Rebellion that week, uh, Myro take out two local talents in a squash match. Uh, on Alpha, Lance Storm uh, has James Storm in his corner for a singles match against Paul Orndorff. Uh, Lance Storm controls the majority of the match, but an accidental distraction from James Storm costs Lance the match, as Orndorff hits a low blow and the jumping pile driver to win. Uh, Week two, live wire. Uh, So Lance is seen pacing back and forth while James Stormer is pleased with him. Lancey, I tried to help you. I didn't mean to make you lose. I swear to you. Help me? I've not lost a match in months. And because of you, I lost. My streak was broken. You always do this. You take what's mine, you return it broken. It's just like when we were kids. You always ruin everything for me. James stops him. Look, maybe that's true. Maybe I am just a screw-up and a drunk, and I ruin everything. Wouldn't be the first time I heard that. But I am going to make it up to you tonight. I promise you, Lancey, we're going to win this match, and we're going to be the next challengers to my arrow. Landstorm looks frustrated still, but eventually takes a deep breath, nods, and says, James, don't let me down out there. Let's go get ourselves a title match. Two men walk out of the locker room as the shot fades out. Asylum and Storm Brothers have a 28-minute classic tag match. In the end, James Storm cracks Rusev with a beer bottle. And then the Storm Brothers hit Nikita Koloff with a double knee backbreaker from James and a leg lariat from Lance. Uh, Lance covers uh, Nikita Koloff for the pin and the win. So that's going to be their tag finisher from now on. And it's going to be called the Stormbreaker. So just if I say that instead of describing what the the move is, you guys know what it is. Um... So, Lance Storm and James Storm are shown backstage at the opening of Rebellion. James Storm is seen shotgunning a beer, still celebrating their weekend or their victory against Asylum the week before, uh, while Lance is still is seen uh, pacing back and forth. Uh, where was that? Sorry. Uh, before walking up to James and speaking sternly, James, can you please be serious for a moment? Yes, we won on Livewire, but just barely. If we don't train and strengthen our unity, we will be lucky to survive against Myro at uh, TakeOver seek, seek and Destroy. James says, chill, big bro. We are going to be A-OK. Way I see it, we need to throw back a couple of cold ones and ride this wave till it stops. No need to be worried. We got through the asylum. Now we just need to chop down a couple of Polynesians. You don't get it. Or Landstorm says, you don't get it. These aren't regular men. These are monsters. They will... And Lance Storm trails off as he stares uh, off screen. James turns around and then does a dramatic eye roll. Muhammad Hassan, Nikita Koloff, and Rusev walk up. Hassan begins to speak to the Storm brothers. Do you think what you did on Tuesday was clever? You were cheaters. You're a pathetic waste of life. You can't replicate that win. Fight my men again tonight and you will crumble. A voice can be heard off screen. Oh, so now you're willing to fight. CM Punk walks on screen and sides with the Storms. How about we even the odds here? Asylum versus CM Punk and the Storm Brothers. In fact, let's do it right now. Hassan is wide-eyed and furious. Tonight, you will eat your words, Punk. You'll be lucky to make it to take over, seek and destroy. The show fades to black and heads the commercial. Um, the match is uh, in the match. The babyfaces prevail after CM Punk hits Hassan with a GTS, immediately followed by a Stormbreaker from the Storm Brothers. And Punk gets the pin in the win. Uh, the next week on Livewire, uh, Jay Briscoe and James Storm have their match. They have the back and forth match. Briscoe wins the Jay Driller. Uh, backstage later that night, Lance Storm is seen chastising James Storm. James, you have to be ser- serious at all times in that ring. You have to stop taking these chances and hone in on your strengths. You're going to risk us our title opportunity. God, can't you just focus? James is sitting in his head down as his older brother yells at him. So the next week... Uh, or, I'm sorry, on Rebellion, not next week. Lance Storm is seen pacing the locker room, and James looks more focused than usual. Tonight, James, I'm going to show you how to keep your head in the game, how to stay serious, how to put on a clinic and win that match. Just stand at ringside and pay attention. Storm and Mitch, uh, it's Lance Storm versus Takamichinoku. Uh Storm and Michinoku have a great cruiserweight-style matchup. Michinoku gains the upper hand, but as he goes to run off the ropes, Storm, Lance Storm, or James Storm, sorry, breaks a beer bottle over the back of Takamichinoku's head. Landstorm capitalizes on this with a super kick for the pin in the wind. Uh, on Alpha, Bill Alfonso and Myra walk to the ring. Alfonso looks directly into the camera and talks to the Storm brothers. You don't know what you've done. You can't even get on the same page. It's so bizarre. You have the same blood in your veins, yet you couldn't be any different. Haku and Umaga have different blood, different cultures, different families, yet they are identical in mindset. You are walking out as two very different men. Meeting the same horrible fate, Myro are from the Polynesian islands. They fear no storms. They have one goal: cripple all that oppose them. They don't care about the titles; those are trinkets that mortal men cherish. The only trinkets Myro desires are the skulls of their victims hanging from their necklaces. Hide if you wish. Run while you can. Myro is the decider. Myro is the conqueror. Myro. Is all powerful. Your fate is only a matter of time. So, Livewire, uh, for the go-home Livewire, Lance Storm is seen backstage pacing back and forth again, but James is loose and confident. Lancey, I've been watching you stress out for weeks, but here's what I know. I know what, that when you get knocked off the bull, you dust yourself off, and you hop up there. I know that Myro are some big old rough-and-tumble sons of bitches, but last time I checked, the Storm brothers ain't no yellow-bellied belly Charmin, Charmin rolls. We are the roughest and toughest sons of bitches in all of PTC. Now, tighten your undergutches, wipe that worry off your face, and get ready to whoop some ass and win some tag titles on Sunday. Undergutches is under Undergutches. <laughs> so, um, that later that night, James Storm and Raven have and ma- Raven's flock have a match. Sorry, um. And it's a good back and forth match, but Jake Roberts interferes and attacks Raven and his flock, causing the Storm Brothers to get disqualified. In the end, the baby faces in the flock fling from the ring. We already talked about that. Uh, that same night, Miro squashes a local mime tag team called Silence and Chaos.
2: From <laughs>
0: TWW 2K29. Silence I just made up Chaos. <laughs> Bro. Um, so on Rebellion, Landstorm is again seen stressed out pacing. Uh, But James is full of life. Lancey, you got to learn a lesson. It's not about how long you stay on the stallion. It's about the ride. Lance looks at him with a stern and angry face and says, James, what the hell are you talking about? Lancey, I'm just trying to tell you there's no reason to stress over every loss and celebrate every win. Enjoy the ride while you're on it. You'll get what you want out of life. James, all I want from life right now is to be a champion. Tell me how not caring about wins or losses will get me to be a champion. A voice off screen answers, it won't. The voice, is, the voice is revealed to be Bill Alfonso as he and Myra walk on screen. But then again, nothing you do will get you what you want. Unfortunately for you, the Polynesian Predators stand between you and your hopes and dreams. But how about we have some fun tonight, boys? Haku is hungry for violence. I think the, com- I think the cowboy can satiate his hunger. Haku versus James Storm. Next. Lance looks so worried, but James jumps in Haku's face and says, "You're own big man, put on your dancing shoes because the Cowboy's ready to go all night long. Bill Alfonso laughs and shakes his head as he and Myra walk away. Uh, Haku squashes James Storms in under four minutes and Bill Alfonso laughs at the Storms as uh, Lance seems to be in sh- peak stress. Uh, Myra squashes two local talents in the goal home show of Alpha and the Storm brothers face the Briscoes, and they have a good back and forth match, but the Briscoes end up winning after Jay Briscoe pins James Storm. Alright, so time for the match. Uh, starts out with a throat thrust from Umaga to James Storm, followed by a two-handed choke slam. Uh, Umaga hits a turnbuckle power bomb onto James Storm. When he does it, he like bounces off the ropes and then falls back so he's sitting in the in the corner. And then Umaga hits a Samoan wrecking ball. He tags in Haku, and then Haku hits a splash on the James Storm, but James Storm's able to kick out after two. Um, Haku hits it. James Storm with clubbing forearms and stomps, followed by repeated turnbuckle head headbashes. Haku tags in Umaga. Umaga hits a giant swing, and uh, he's doing the giant swing on James Storm, and Haku does a diving forearm, smashing into the skull of James Storm. Um, James Storm is able to get... Back into it later on, and he has a high knee to uh, Umaga, followed by a last call super kick. Uh, he follows this up with an eight second ride bulldog, and then a hot tag to Landstorm. Landstorm hits a slingshot cross body uh, to Umaga, followed by an S D L. Uh, but then Umaga hits him with a Samoan spike. Umaga tags in Haku. Um, they beat up on Landstorm for a while, but then later, uh, Landstorm hits a super kick, followed by to Haku, followed by a spinning heel kick. And then a hot tag to James Storm. James Storm comes in and spears Haku, followed by the calf wrangler uh, sling blade. Um, he hits the closing time, double knee facebreaker. Then, but then he gets hit with a savat kick from Umaga. Uh, Umaga drags Haku to the corner, gets outside and tags in legally. Um, he hits a running, jumping headbutt from Umaga to James Storm in the tree of Woe position. Uh, Bill Alfonso pulls the referee out of the ring and onto the floor. Uh, Haku hits a Savat Kick onto land Storm. Umaga hits a Wild Monkey Splash onto James Storm. Uh, Haku and um, Umaga lay in stiff forearms and on onto James Storm. <clears throat> they didn't pick James Storm up and are headbutting him back and forth. Like, one headbutt him, he'll fall into the other. They headbutt him back and forth, back and forth. Um... Uh, Haku does a uh, pile driver and Umaga does a reverse pile driver at the same time to Umaga. It's like a, like just like a double pile driver. Um, Umaga Umaga and Haku scream at each other in their native language. Haku uh, goes out on the floor and starts looking under the ring while Umaga leans over the top rope shouting at him. Uh, Umaga fl- gets flipped over the top rope by Landstorm. Landstorm then hits a no-handed over the top rope suicide dive. Um... Umaga ends up hitting a reverse STO to Landstorm onto the floor. Um, Haku hits Landstorm with a Tongan spike. Haku and Umaga set up a table in the ring. Uh, And then Umaga hits a super Samoan drop through the table from Umaga to James Storm. Uh, Haku puts the Tongan death grip onto James Storm. And um, Umaga sets up for a Samoan spike. Uh, but Landstorm smashes a beer bottle over the head of um, Umaga, followed by a super kick to Haku. Multiple shoot kicks to the legs and sides of Haku uh, from Landstorm, followed by a basement basement drop kick to Haku's knee, dropping him to one knee. Um, James Storm hits Haku with an eight-second bulldog. Uh, Landstorm hits a baseball slide into Alfonso. They hit a, a Stormbreaker onto Umaga. And then uh James Storm pins Umaga for the win. At the end of the match, um James Storm's drinking his beers and he offers one to, to Landstorm and Lance kinda hesitates for a second, but then they finally they do cheers and Landstorm cut is, is a little looser and, and happier as he's a champion and he celebrates with his brother.
2: Okay, so that's it, right? That is everything. Okay. So I'm gonna give you the good part. <laughs> the match. <laughs> <Okay>. That's <laughs> it. The match. That's it. <laughs> oh wow! I, I okay. didn't. I hated the Landstorm character. He just came off as a bumbling idiot. Um, Landstorm or James Storm? Or James Storm. Sorry. No, okay. James Storm. Um, James came off as a bumbling idiot. I didn't like the whole brother thing. Um, on paper, I will. I like the matchup, and I like the match you wrote. I also think the wrong team won. Um. I'm going to give you a two and a dollar seventy-five
1: of that is the match. <laughs> See, I actually disagree with Damone. I liked a lot about the build. Um, and Thank you, John. I, I think that you have James Storm who has a personality, Lance Storm who doesn't. And you have the straight lace and you have the person who's not. Like, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I think this I don't have, Hmm. this is pretty good. Uh it's not perfect. But it's pretty good. I'm going to give it a 4. Okay. Uh to John's point though, I
0: do have and I mean Demone's as well, I guess. But I have I did have James Storm being more goofy and more comedic and stuff because that's what the role he's trying to play. He's you've got super serious J- Lance no, Storm, I know. And super I not serious James Storm. And they're, they're together yeah. make a like, a normal...
2: Yeah, I know. It's, they're the um, odd
0: Bedfellows tag team. Yeah, and then, yeah I know. Like, the, yeah, the good I, moment of, of Lance Storm, like, and them doing the cheers and, and actually drinking beers together in the ring, that was like a...
2: Yeah, I know. I just hated it. It, we, felt we, like, <laughs> it felt like... It felt like... Um, I don't know if you played the 2K20. You felt like Trey from there, and I hated it. I don't know who Trey is, so. I hated it.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um... Ha. Ah, okay. So, not gonna lie, I didn't care for the build either. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're gonna be real. Um, yeah, it, it felt like we were supposed to care about them, but I did not care about them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can tell you're going sure. for like, like. I don't know. I just, I just didn't care like that. I was kind of hoping they get the ass <laughs> <laughs> one. <for> real- <laughs> 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 okay yeah, you're not I allowed just, to have yeah, feel good moments I was kind of hoping they get so you're, you're really
0: not I, i'm realizing this like, you're really not allowed to have
4: like anything be, a be feel too good, good. Moment. yeah like yeah. yeah i just yeah that's that's where i'm at with that um because i
0: feel like this happens in real life this shit is fucking classic like this is this goes down as the greatest fucking <laughs> odd bedfellows <laughs> partnerships ever like not the greatest but one of the greatest is what i'm saying yeah. It reminds me of like how corny and goofy that Daniel Bryan and Kane was.
4: I didn't like that either, though, to be real. Um, okay, so I you do this wrong.
0: Okay, I like that. It. I did not like
4: You So you didn't like that, or you did like it?
2: No, he that, like, he I, like, like he just, I like I not like this. I like Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I like Daniel Bryan and Kane, but... I, I, I also feel, right like, I feel like you built up Umaga and... Has anybody retained their title except for Daniel Bryan tonight? Sarah and Sarah, yeah, you're right. That's so two for two. So, um, But yeah, I feel I like you that's up, yeah, No, it's not. I felt like you built up Umaga and Haku and then they just have them lose. Like They just, gotta lose eventually! I know
0: eventually
1: <laughs> they have to lose, but... but not to they've didn't they've won, been they champions for a
2: year! Oh, not to them. Um,
1: <laughs> not to the, the Storm Brothers were built way better than Jay fucking Briscoe was to take down Tyler Breeze. True, but... And you gave that a four. Why are you hating on this? Uh, I like yeah, give me that. My, give him my, my coins.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> the one. You the give him his coins generous. when he doesn't deserve him, and then you give don't give two him two coins two two when he does. One. <laughs> no. The, the, the two was being generous.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Can you give me my
0: number? So I gave you a
4: two. I give you a two point two five.
0: Okay. Wow. All right. This is this is crazy because it's all over the place. Like.
4: This, nah, I feel it, like John. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, it was two twos. <laughs> like.
0: No, I'm saying, but there's only three of you.
4: Oh, I, I thought you were just saying, like, oh, it's a load of places. Like, no, it's not, it's no but I'm saying that different. one
0: person had it really high, and the other, you two had it low.
4: Yeah, we ain't like So who thing. knows what
0: – I can't even gauge what the other people are going to be like because it's not, like, a unanimous thing. All right. The main <laughs> event. Yeah. Uh. So on week one, LiveWire, the very first thing we see is primetime Chavvy Tees opening the show. Uh so Primetime Travity T opens hold on, let me get through my let me get oh, through my promo, then you can say your shit. <laughs> Primetime T opens the first live wire after TakeOver One Shot at Glory standing in the room, uh, in the ring, not in the room, with a microphone in hand. Despite being all up in the videos, as some of my contemporaries may say, <laughs> I felt like I was the only one that should be delivering this news. Despite retaining his title at TakeOver One Shot at Glory, the historic five hundred and ninety-eight-day world heavyweight championship reign has come to an end. At some point during the grueling war against Jake Roberts, Gangrel tore his ACL, MCL, PCL, and meniscus, as well as multiple ligaments in his knee, an injury that would have prevented a normal man from continuing to compete, let alone winning that contest. Everyone here at Primetime Championships and everyone in the PTC universe, despite all of our differences with Gangrel, wish him a speedy recovery and congratulations on such a historic title reign. That being said, PTC is now without a world champion, and I plan to change that. Now, as you all know, we don't give handouts here in PTC; we give opportunities. So, at Takeover, Seek and Destroy, six men will compete for the world heavyweight championship inside the most sadistic, destructive, unforgiving hellscape elimination chamber. I spent a lot of my time, a lot of time with my team and advisors, and we pondered who should be put inside this match. We decided that nobody who faced Gangrel should be allowed to take part in this match because they had their opportunity to take the, take the title, and they fell short. We also decided that we wanted to, this to be the beginning of a new chapter for PTC. So we want this to be a man that's never competed for the PTC World Heavyweight Championship, let alone held it. So without further ado, allow me to reveal the six men involved in this matchup. Travi T points to the Travitron as the entrants are shown. Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff the serial thriller Gregory Helms, the world's greatest athlete, the gold standard Shelton Benjamin, the axis of excellence, Muhammad Hassan, the bad guy, Scott Hall, and the voice of the voiceless, the second city saint, C.M. Punk. The crowd goes wild. T. continues, but you don't have to wait until takeover, seek and destroy to see these men compete. They will be in our main event with a six-man tag team match, pitting Scott Hall, Gregory Helms, and Shelton Benjamin versus CM Punk, Muhammad Hassan, and Paul Orndorff. Uh, Jim Ross, Bobby Heenan, and Pat McAfee take over and start to hype the upcoming show before the commercial break. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, or this is the six-man tag. The match lasts 35 minutes and ends with a misstep between Muhammad Hassan and CM Punk, which causes Hassan to hit Punk with a lariat. Scott Hall tosses Hassan out of the ring and gets the pin on Punk. On rebellion, uh, Shelton Benjamin's, or we see Renee Young backstage prepared to do an interview with Shelton Benjamin. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the gold standard, Shelton Benjamin, and his head coach, Arnold Scotland. Shelton, you can come. You came over from AWC. You were hitting a bit of a rough patch where you were losing a good majority of your matches, but then you were able to find Arnold Scotland, and he stepped into the role of your head coach. Together, the two of you were able to amass a long string of victories, and are now being brought to. And to immediately challenge for the PTC World Heavyweight Championship. What does this mean to you? Chelton Benjamin smiles and nods before saying, You know, Renee, it means the world to me. Like you alluded to, I was on the skid where honestly, I was probably only a loss or two away from being released from my contract. It was bad. But when I felt like I had hit rock bottom, I looked up and I saw an outstretched hand. Arnold Scotland, a man that had taken Bruno San Martino and Bob Backlund to the mountaintop, saw the same success in my future. I just needed to tap into my potential. Together we achieved more than I ever did before. Now I am prepared to take it even further by winning my first world championship at Takeover Seek and Destroy. So the rest of this build or this part right here is the what we went over with the Raven thing. Where Raven comes in and challenges into the match, they have their match. Later that night, uh, Renee Young seen again backstage prepared for an interview. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by CM Punk. Punk, you were one of six men in the Elimination Chamber at Takeover Seek and Destroy, but you start here and PTC hasn't been what you probably thought it would be. After a mistargeted lariat from Muhammad Hassan, you were pinned by Scott Hall and Livewire. Is this shaking your confidence at all or is it just part of the gig and we're back to business as usual? Usual. Punk responds, "You know Renee, this isn't the first time I've lost and won't be the last either. That's not even something unique to me either. Every single man in the elimination chamber has lost. We all have we've all lost a lot of times, but the thing that I have that none of my opponents can say they have is that i am a former world champion in multiple companies nobody in this match can say that so a loss isn't going to sh- shake me the six-man tag team match in my rear is in my rear view and i am fully focused on my match tonight against aj styles in the main event sim punk walks out as offset as renee young says there you have it folks Sam punk everybody Punk and Styles have a fast-paced, competitive 16-minute match. It ends with Punk catching uh, Styles mid-air as he goes for a phenomenal forearm and nails him with a GTS for the win. Um, on Alpha that week, Landstorm faces off against uh, Paul Rendorf in a decently competitive match, but in the end, uh, Paul Rendorf wins with a jumping power driver. Uh, Muhammad Hassan, Nikita Koloff, and Rusev make their way to the ring as the crowd boos them. Muhammad Hassan grabs the microphone, looks out to the crowd in total disgust. How dare you boo us? You boo us like you hate us. But why? Why do you hate us? Is it because we're not like you? You hate me for the color of my skin. You hate me for my religion. You hate me for my facial features. You hate me for my accent. You hate me for my ancestry, my heritage. Week after week after week. Promotion after promotion after promotion. You boo us with no basis. You hate us because each and every one of you are bigoted, prejudiced animals. You boo us, you tell us to go back to our own countries. This is our country. I was born in Syracuse, New York. Rusev has been in the United States for over two decades. Nikita was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is our homeland. This is where we belong. And at TakeOver Seek and Destroy, finally, I will be where I belong. As the best in the world. As the world heavyweight champion. I will not do it alone. I would do it with my brothers and sisters beside me. If you have ever faced bigotry, prejudice, racism, or xenophobia, I want you to join me. Join my brothers. I offer you asylum. Hassan finishes his speech with his arms open wide as if he's welcoming the audience in. Uh, Next week on uh, Live Wire, Shelton Benjamin and Gregory Helms have an extremely competitive match. that sees Benjamin win with a T-bone suplex after 15 minutes. Uh, Scott Hall beats Paul Orndorff in a singles match with the Razor's Edge. And then CM Punk comes out to a huge ovation from the crowd. Every time he goes to lift the mic to his mouth, the crowd cheers even more. Finally, Punk says, is this thing on? With a sly smile as the fan erupts. "Um, In three weeks, I will be locked inside the most sadistic and unforgiving structure known to man with five jackals looking to rip my throat out. And I can't wait. Because one, two, three, four, five GTSs, I will once again be the World Heavyweight Champion. I said it last week on Rebellion, I'll say it again. There's levels to this game, and none of my opponents are on mine. I am the only one who knows what it's like to rise to the occasion when the lights are the brightest. I am the only one that knows what it's like to feel the pressure turn you into a diamond. I am the only... Punk is interrupted mid-sentence by Muhammad Hassan in the asylum as the crowd pours in the booze. Asylum enters the ring, and Punk and Hassan come face-to-face face and stare one another down. Punk is smiling, obvious, but obviously annoyed. Hassan is staring through through him with contempt. Hassan begins to speak. Again, you imbeciles, boo, boo what you do not understand. You boo me for being true to my beliefs. You boo me because I don't fit your mold. Punk interrupts Hassan. Will you shut up? They're booing you because you're a pretentious jackass that doesn't know when to quit. Hassan looks at Punk wide-eyed and is clearly furious. Punk continues. I mean, come on, Hassan. I had this time to come out and talk about the Elimination Chamber match. It was my time to talk to the audience and hype the match. Yet here you are, even though you had the same amount of time on Alpha Saturday night and nobody interrupted you. That's just one of the reasons you're a jackass. Not to mention the two swine that you have follow you around. You know, this ring's actually starting to look like a barnyard. We have a jackass, two pigs, and the goat. Punk points to himself and the crowd goes wild. Hassan looks furious as the crowd chants, you're a jackass. Hassan sells the chance getting to him. And finally, Hassan gets in Punk's face and says, I will make you regret this. You will regret the day you disrespected the axis of excellence. I am going to break your spine. I'm going to make you beg me for forgiveness. I'm going to tear your heart out. Punk laughs and tells Hassan, if you're feeling froggy, please feel free to lead. What do you guys think? You want to see Hassan break my spine and rip my heart out? The crowd boos. No. How about this? Do you guys want to see CM Punk put Muhammad Hassan to sleep? The crowd goes crazy. Hassan gets back in Punk's face. I will rip your spine out, but not tonight. The asylum bends for no man's will. The asylum moves on its own accord. The crowd boos and chants, "And chants, you're a pussy." Punk hypes the crowd up before the Asylum's music plays and the screen fades to black. Uh, next week on Rebellion is when um, Sam Punk and the Storms uh, have their match against Asylum that we talked about earlier. Uh, Renee Young is seen backstage ready for an interview. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined tonight by Shelton Benjamin. Shelton, last week we saw you face off with Raven's newest fledgling, Brian Pillman. You came up short in that match. Does that affect your mindset going into such a huge match Takeover, take over, Seeking Destroy? Shelton replies, Renee, I'll be honest with you. At first, I was worried. But after taking talking with uh, Arnold and then listening to Punk, I realized one loss doesn't mean much to the overall picture. See, I look at my career as a painting. Each match is an individual stroke of the brush. And I know when the painting is finished, a big gold belt will be around my waist. Arnold Scotland smiles and laughs confidently as he pats uh, Shelton Benjamin on the back and the two men head off screen. Uh, in the ring later that night, Paul Orndorff is seen. Um, with a microphone in hand and a huge smile on his face, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to say you are welcome. You're welcome for being allowed in the presence of Mr. Wonderful. Now for the past few weeks, all I have heard is Mr. Wonderful. How do you feel about being inside the elimination chamber? Mr. Wonderful. How on earth will the others even survive against a strong charismatic enigma like yourself? Mr. Wonderful, how did the others even have a chance against someone as magnificent as yourself? <laughs> to which I say, they won't. Orndorff laughs arrogantly as the crowd boos. Ah, yes, let me hear your adoration for me, everyone. Orndorff stands with his arms open, welcomely, uh, with a huge prideful smile as the crowd drowns him in booze. Now, how on earth is any of these competitors going to win the Elimination Chamber when I have never lost a match? How could any of them do the impossible by beating Mr. Wonderful? Uh, before we can say anything else, however, Scott Hall's music plays and Hall makes his way out to the ring. Hall looks at uh, Orndorff with the amusement before saying, Hey, yo, did I just hear that you say you've never lost a match, Chico? Guess you didn't tuck your chin on that razor's edge. Must have hit your head and it turned you a little loco. Because I pinned you Tuesday night on Livewire, Chico. But since you don't remember it, Maybe you want to test your luck again, man. Uh, Scott Hall uses two fingers to poke the chest of Orndorff with a smile. Orndorff, however, is no longer smiling. You did no such thing. See, our match on live wire was simply a scrimmage. Amateur sparring at best. I never agreed to a professional contest. Therefore, your victory does not count. I will not be competing tonight in a scrimmage, a spar, or a match. Good day, sir. Hall laughs and says, come pit, on, pit, man. Cheerio ass. You don't want to go on one-on-one with <laughs> like the bad guy? Pit. Hold on, where was I? You don't want to go one-on-one with the bad, the bad guy? Hold on, where, where is I? am losing my place every time I see Oh, and then Orndorff screams, I said good day, sir! Orndorff then rolls out of the ring and heads up the ramp. Gregory Helms' music hits. Helms walks out with a microphone in hand. Scott, it seems that Mr. Wonderful here is not up for the challenge, but I know these people want to see a match here tonight. I know Miami is no stranger to tropical storms, so maybe we can see how the Miami stands... The Miami-born bad guy stands up to a hurricane. Scott Hall versus Gregory Helms right here, right now. What do you say, bad guy? Hall laughs and says, Chico, if you want to walk on the razor's edge, be my guest, man. Scott Hall throws his mic out of the ring and beckons Helms into the ring as the show goes to commercial. Uh, Scott Hall and Gregory Helms have an extremely competitive match. Lasting 21 minutes for rebellion's main event. The match ends with a razor's edge for the pinfall victory of Scott Hall um at alpha that week asylum's in the ring opening the show hassan has a microphone is ready to make a speech cm punk you made it you have made a joke of me for the last time i am no joke i am the axis of excellence i am the palestinian prince of preeminence so laugh now punk all of you laugh now as i will be the only one laughing after the tower drops time and time again at over, Seek and Destroy. I will be laughing over five lifeless bodies as I raise the World Heavyweight Championship high above my head. I will prove to be the greatest of all time. Mark my words, Punk. Only time will tell. The screen fades to black to go to commercial. uh Dare Bryan and CM Punk put on the 18-minute classic. We already went over that match, so I'm not going to be too uh worried about it. Um, next week on Travi uh makes his, makes a singles match uh, between CM Punk and Muhammad Hassan to relieve some tension between these two. Uh, the match is stiff, hard-hitting brawl that lasts 18 minutes. Punk gets Hassan up for the GTS, but Hassan reverses it and hits Punk with a tower drop for a clean pin in the win. Uh, then we have the, the Fatal 4-Way that we talked about earlier where it ends up having Asylum comes out and then Jamie Noble and it becomes a big brawl with the 11 men. And then they have the 5-on-5 main event the next week. Um, on Rebellion that coming week after that um, the main event of Rebellion sees CM Punk face off against Paul Orndorff. Punk has the advantage almost the entire match but at one point Orndorff knocks the ref out of the ring. Shortly after this Asylum hits the ring and they help Orndorff take out Punk. Hassan delivers the tower drop and then Orndorff hits a jumping pile driver Rusev throws the ref back in the ring and he counts to three. Orndorff wins thanks to Asylum. So uh, Primetime T brings out all six men to discuss this is on Alpha, uh, the Elimination Chamber, and make a final dish effort to convince the crowd that they're the one in a, that will walk away with the World Heavyweight Championship. The ring has at least 20 to 30 security guards surrounding it to make sure everything stays civil. Paul Warndorf grabs the microphone first and says, I don't know why we're even up here. Everyone knows that I will win with my trusty sidekick, Muhammad Hassan, by my side. I mean, I'm still undefeated in my career. Hassan pushes Ollendorf and looks at him wide-eyed and furious. Punk jumps in. What's wrong, Hassan? You don't like being regulated, relegated to a common henchman? You spent the last few weeks more worried about uh, other people's matches than you have your own. I think it fits well. Hassan barks back at Punk. Punk, you insufferable fool. I hope that you and I are the last two in the chamber because I'm going to make you in your career once and for all. Paul interrupts now. Hey, yo, chicos. You're all wrong, man. See, the way I see it, They've already chalked this one up as another one for the bad guy. Hass- Hassan pushes Hall and tells him to never interrupt him again. Hassan Hall pushes Hassan, who bumps into Punk. Punk then starts attacking Hassan, and then everyone in the ring erupts into a brawl. Security tries to intervene, but they're getting tossed every which way. Alpha ends with Gregory Helms hitting Paul Orndorff with a nightmare on Helm Street to be the last one standing tall, holding the World Heavyweight title over his head as the show ends. All right. Uh, So the match starts with Gregory Helms and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, They start with a collar and elbow tie-up. Shelton Benjamin hits a um, waist lock and followed by a German suplex. Um, The two lock up with the collar and elbow tie-up again. Uh, This time it's a snap suplex from Gregory Helms. Shelton Benjamin hits a buckle bomb onto uh, Gregory Helms followed by a stinger splash. Um, Eventually, uh, Gregory Helms ends up taking getting the advantage, he starts to climb up the cell wall uh, from the on the outside, like, climb up the cell up there. Shelton Benjamin runs from the ring, jumps to the top rope, and springboards onto the cell wall, grabs Gregory Helms by the waist, and does a German suplex off of the cell wall. Uh, CM Punk enters the match. Uh, CM Punk hits Shelton Benjamin with a welcome to Chicago, uh, followed by a GTS. Um, he then hits a punk handle pile driver uh, to Gregory Helms, followed by a springboard cor- corkscrew cross body. And then finally he hits a uh, Frankensteiner off the top of the pod uh, to Gregory Helms. Um, later on in the match, uh, Gregory Helms cr- climbs across the top of the cell, kind of like how they did in Cruiser- or in the X-Division matches back in the day. He climbs across the, the top of the cell, and then he swings himself up, so his feet are on the leg, he's like, with all four on the, on the top center of the cell, and he does a somersault uh, senton off the ceiling of the chamber onto Shelton Benjamin. Uh, CM Punk hits Shelton Benjamin with a Pepsi twist. Uh, Scott Hall enters the match. He uh, gets a wrist lock followed by multiple shoulder blocks to CM Punk. Three punches followed by a discus elbow smash to CM Punk. Uh, Scott Hall sends hits a fallaway slam. Um onto CM Punk, followed by an Irish whip into the corner, and a Lariat into the corner right after that, which sends Punk uh, crash into the outside. Um, Scott Hall goes to the outside, and he hits hits CM Punk with a razor's edge into the pod uh, that CM Punk was originally in, so he breaks through the pod with the razor's edge. He uh, drags uh, Punk out and pins Punk for the first elimination. Um... Belly-to-belly suplex from Shelton Benjamin to Scott Hall. A Nightmare on Helm Street from Gregory Helms to Shelton Benjamin, followed by the best-kept finish from Gregory Helms to Scott Hall. A Superkick from Shelton Benjamin to Gregory Helms. A Spinebuster from Scott Hall to Shelton Benjamin. Chokeslam from uh, Scott Hall to Gregory Helms. And then a low blow to Scott Hall from CM Punk, followed by a GTS. Paul Orndorff then enters the match and immediately pins Scott Hall. A so both Scott Hall and CM Punk are now eliminated, just so you know. Um, there's a Gregory Helms hits a front drop kick off the pod to Shelton Benjamin. Um, Paul Orndorff hits a jumping pile driver off of the pod into the ring from onto Gregory Helms. Um, hold on, I messed something up there. No, I didn't. It's fine. Um, Mohamed Hassan enters the match. Uh, full Nelson, Lake sweep Face Buster uh, from Mohamed Hassan to Paul Orndor, followed by the tower drop uh, for the pin in the win. Uh, Gregory Helms hits a diving cross body off the pod onto Mohamed Hassan. Uh, Shelton Benjamin hits a diving clothesline onto Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin then hits a 450 splash from uh, off the top of the pod onto Gregory Helms. Uh, Tilted World Facebuster from Gregory Helms to Mohammed Hassan. Muhammad Hassan rolls to the outside. Uh, when Gregory Helms goes to get him, he hits him with a low blow. Uh, then hits him with a neckbreaker onto that onto the metal grate. Um, at this point, Rusev and Nikita Koloff have snuck in, snuck to chamber side. I guess I don't know what the, the word would be, and they slide in the Ottoman Gers Club through the the, the chain link, and. Um, Sorry, I lost my place on my list. Oh, so Ottoman Girls Club strikes from Muhammad Hassan to Gregory Helms, followed by a Full Nelson Leg Sweep Face Buster from uh, Muhammad Hassan to Gregory Helms on the outside grate. And then he hits the uh, tower drop on the outside as well. Uh, Muhammad Hassan pins Gregory Helms. Immediately after this, he gets hit with a springboard somersault neckbreaker from Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin hits the hostile takeover, uh, followed by an angle slam. Um, he puts uh, Muhammad San into the corner and he goes for a stinger splash, but uh, Mohamed San catches him like high up in the air, and he tosses him up for a uh, snake eyes on the, the top of the pod. Um, Muhammad San grabs the Ottoman girls Club and starts hitting hitting uh, Shelton Benjamin again and again. Uh, he goes for a camel clutch, but um, Shelton Benjamin is able to like pick a leg and, get, and break free of it. And he locks in an ankle lock at this point. He transitions the ankle lock into a Brock lock. Uh, While he's in the Brock lock, uh, Mohammed Hassan low blows Shelton Benjamin. Um, Later on in the match, Mohammed Hassan hits a frog splash to Shelton Benjamin off of the pod. Um, He goes for a pin, but Shelton Benjamin kicks out. Mohammed Hassan uh, stands on the top turnbuckle and puts uh, Shelton Benjamin's feet on top of the pod. So it's like a a rope-hung DDT, but it was a pod-hung DDT. Uh, he hits a full Nelson leg sweep face buster and a, uh, he goes to do a put, he puts Shelton Benjamin on top of the pod he's standing on top of the pod and goes to hit a um, tower drop off the top of the pod but Shelton Benjamin reverses it into a hurricane run off the pod uh, T-bone suplex, a pinfall attempt but uh, Muhammad Hassan kicks out, they both uh, fight all the way up until they're back on top of the pod and then Shelton Benjamin hits the F5 off the top of the pod for the win Shelton Benjamin is the new world heavyweight champion. Hmm.
1: I don't like how much you brought Shelton Benjamin. Uh, he had two moves from him. I know, but they were like... One really <laughs> has his name in it, and the other is one of the three moves he still does. So
0: I mean, but that's, that's fine. He also did a Charlie Haas and a Kurt Angle tribute, too.
1: Um... So he distributes to basically all his partners. Other than that, the match was really good. I thought the build was uh, not so amazing. Okay. Uh, But the match, I mean, when you put good people in an Elimination Chamber match, that's going to do most of the work for you. Um, And the build was serviceable enough to get there. I think I put some pretty unique spots in there. That German uh, suplex off the side of the cage. that was cool. The spots were really good. I think the weakest part of your promos was the Punk and Hassan exchanges. Those were really weak. To
0: well, me. I'm glad that that, hap- that you feel that way because that was just a swerve anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, that was like more so to get you thinking that's where the story's going and then
1: yeah, swerves. So I'm going to give this a 3.75. Okay. And $3, that's the match. Seventy five cents of the builds. <laughs> I
0: like how you guys give me the breakdown of whenever you think something's <laughs> bad, you're like, Yeah, you got all this for this, but that over there didn't get anything good. So, <laughs> uh,
2: I, I, the master. I don't have f- yeah, I don't have a number yet. Um I do I do kind of feel like for some of the spots you <clears throat> did, you should have had this like, Charlie, like not Charlie Haas. Um Gregory so, Hounds was getting hit with like shit off the fucking top of the pod like multiple times and never got pinned um so
0: like i just also like like I, there's I, multiple I know. people in the match
2: well yeah but you're not
0: really breaking up pins in the elimination chamber i mean it does happen and also they, they're just fighting so like yeah see another guy stand they just start fighting that guy
2: yeah um it's
0: also like he's not out here just hold on i'll tell you how long the match was keep going with your with your story or what not your story but your you know
2: analysis yeah um I do agree that the build was kind of. It wasn't the best. It wasn't terrible. There were some like high points. Um. The Mister Wonderful stuff was kind of funny. Um. And then I do agree the the Hassan and Punk stuff was the weakest part. I I actually think the wrong person won. I think Hassan should have won. I think you should have built because I feel like you. He lost a lot, like leading up to Hassan. Not necessarily lost, but he, kind he didn't of lose it all. I, I guess it for it felt like he felt like not as strong. Um, I was he losing the exchanges stronger, on the mic. Yeah, he felt like he could have been stronger, um, okay. even if he wasn't winning ma- like losing matches per se. He just didn't feel like as strong of a presence, especially since he's the one with the faction um so i'm gonna give you a 3.75 okay
4: um i also agree that the build wasn't that strong the match in my opinion was the the high point of all this um i i just gave you a 3.5 i did i um I don't know. Like I was sitting there thinking, like, what if Sheldon Benjamin won? Because I, I assumed Muhammad Hassan was going to win. I just kind of assumed that. So that was a nice little twist. So um, I did like that, but I really, but I don't know. Uh, it didn't feel – even though Sheldon Benjamin won, it didn't didn't have me hype as what well, as what I thought it would be. Maybe it didn't know if feel good, centered he,
1: around him.
4: Yeah, it just kind of felt like if it, it felt like you were doing us like a. Kind of like a fan service, like hey, you know, like hey, I know you guys wanted, wanted him, to, but I just don't feel like he—he's the champion. I really it doesn't feel that way, even though he's won. It doesn't feel like he's. The I champion. don't
1: remember any of his promos in that exchange. I remember Scott Hall's. I remember Gregory Helms. I remember Hassan's Orndorff's, and Punks. I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> like, and this is just random, but like in the promo exchanges, I feel like he had the least presence by a lot.
4: Okay. Yeah, that's fair yeah maybe if he was like okay like okay this is the underdog if we if we kind of felt like he was the underdog it'd be some it'll feel that we you know what i'm saying then it'll be like that yeah but it feels it feels random it doesn't feel like oh yeah i I, I will say that this isn't like an excuse this is more so just like an
0: explanation for what what i was thinking when i first came into this i wasn't planning to just do the spots so i kind of like mapped out my whole match and the 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 rally behind Shelton Benjamin was supposed to be throughout the match. But since I was just doing spots, I didn't convey that story the way I would I would normally. So mm-hmm. I got to figure out how to do that with just spots. Because otherwise, you guys, I would have been way focused on Shelton Benjamin being like the... He's rallying for the win all throughout the match. And you kind of root for him throughout the... He he builds throughout the match more so than throughout the story. Because we all know that Shelton Benjamin's speaking is not his his strongest suit you know what i mean like well i would say you gave him a manager
2: but you have a manager who doesn't really talk either that's not the character i want for him but i get what you're saying like if you were i understand it's not the character you want for him but if you're gonna he, he did come off the weakest out of anybody on of all the promos he does come off <laughs> like the the weakest
4: and it just wasn't memorable. Also, like, memorable. like the,
2: also like the fact that like Gang the way Gangrel lost the title. Like, I get what you're doing there. Like, injuries happen, even though they hate, but they copy Shayna Baszler. Um, you did it. No, no, no,
0: you did it to get out of getting bad reviews.
2: No, I you did. You, <laughs> you did,
0: did it. Too. You bad reviews.
1: <laughs> no,
0: I didn't. I I told you guys before we started this that I was having that happen, and then we added an extra pay per view, so I was like, oh, guess I'm presenting Gangrel as heavyweight champion. This, this pay-per-view to. was supposed to be my, my actual start. You this is where I originally that. planned on, um, on starting. They hate, but they
2: copy. Um, <laughs> but... like the crucifix. <laughs> but have you you haven't yeah. graded me
1: yet, have you? Who, me? Yeah, did you grade me? No, I did. I gave you uh, okay. Yeah, Yeah,
4: everybody graded you. Um, okay. I gave you 3.5, I you ran 5.
1: Punk AJ in the qualifiers. I see a lot of CBW inspiration in this. It wasn't a qualifier. It was just a match. Well, you still ran it. Hey, but they copied. You copied Ring of Honor then. That's crazy. You copied me. That's worse. <laughs> what? I copied Ring of Honor. I didn't even remember that you did that. Oh,
2: right. also like kind of the backtrack to the tag match. Um one thing Which, I wrote oh, yeah. one thing I wrote down was I didn't like that you had them lose the week before as a tag team before they won the tag titles.
0: Oh, I, I, I mean, it happens all the time in wrestling. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> on, it? Somebody <laughs> got to win and somebody got to lose. So.
2: <laughs> you just don't have them have a match.
1: So that no, that's not. Mike, like.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he didn't.
1: No. no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... I hate this. Why? Because I do. <laughs> Mike rate's like a Chad. demone I'm realizing more and more that like I have a lot of examples of this in my head that Demone doesn't like wrestling. Like, <laughs> like I do wrestling, like wrestling. Like wrestling logic, he gets mad at that every time. Things that I happen do. every single week in wrestling, he gets he's just like, No. <laughs> I refuse to accept this.
1: No, that's not true. Um John, <laughs> finish this up. All right. So well that's been Book It for this week. We're gonna move in a circle with our three general managers. Where they will give you uh, their links to their social media where you can follow them, starting with primetime Travy T right above me. They're called plugs, John.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Plug my ass and
1: shut the fuck up. Organic Hey, I had
2: that popsicle earlier. Um, (laughs)
0: um, Follow me on all social media at I am Travy T. That's I A M T R A V V Y T on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and OnlyFans. Uh, (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's actually making OnlyFans now. You know that, right? <laughs> Why do you sound excited for that?
4: He did. Wait,
1: wait,
0: wait, wait!
2: <laughs> he wants a free stuff. Switch me. What the fuck are y'all doing? I'm waiting for who he's gonna pick to go next.
1: Uh, the Kitty. bad
4: guy. Okay. Well, um, I'm oh, sorry, I was over here mathing. Um, if you want to see more of me, um, go to bad guy spoken on social medias. Um, sorry, Chico just swiped his tail in my foot just now. It was random. Um, yeah, it's the bad all... dog that that barks, bad dog <laughs> <that she> barked. It's <laughs> my boy right there, but yeah. Um, I'm on, on all social medias at bad guy spoken on all social medias and um, check my podcast on YouTube's uh, also bad guy spoken podcast. Um, you can check out unbiased the football podcast there as well. You can find um. Uh, the jukebox which is the album review show we have bad guy versus our a uh, tournament uh video game show and um check out the food shows on there as well local food friday look um food truck friday sometimes we try we don't ha- so you don't have to
1: everything's on there so go check that out and then d money to wrap us up what you got for us
2: uh I'd be tweeting and i'd be tick so follow me on both at Dumb money T13 so it's D A M O N E Y T the number 1 the number 3 make sure you check out all the shows on the T13 media network by going to t13media.com that's T the number 1 3 spelled out um, and then media.com um yeah check us out there don't forget to buy go buy some merch buy, we got pajamas we got shirts we got mugs we got pretty much anything you want um also, make sure you rate and review us. But remember the the rule, the golden rule. If it's not a five, you can fuck off. Don't tell us about it. If it's not, a, we only that's all, accept that's
0: my, that's my goal now from Book It Versus. It's not a five, fuck off. Well,
1: that, that's not going <laughs> fucking risky, off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a risky <laughs> proposition, right? That's uh, a risky interview. I've been fucking off the whole show, apparently. <laughs> Wait, that's
2: gimmick infringement. My, that's my thing. I've been going for five <laughs> and point five are you trying to steal my thunder but um, yeah rate and review us on all the you know the
1: podcast yes. thingy majiggies them thingy-ma-jiggies. podcast whippersnappers um and they always tell me to plug my stuff which is just my twitter account where i shitpost post at little x fudge if you want to suffer through that but i'm not gonna say i strongly recommend suffer. uh so um with that said if you want to follow my shit posting enjoy but this has been book it